Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is all... Oh, who he really Recorded is. Live. I'd be sorry if you do. I mean, I have no idea what I would do without God. Now, the good news is, in John 3, 18, that those of us who are saved, who have received Christ as our Savior, the Bible says, he who believes in him. How many of you believe in him? Awesome. He who believes in him, who clings to, trusts him, and relies on him. You see, that's what a real believer does. They cling to, trust him, and rely on him. Is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. That judgment day is going to be totally different for us. We're not going to be judged regarding salvation because we already believe and that's all secured for us by the grace of God. There will come a time when every man will be judged for their works and given rewards accordingly. That's a different time. And I personally, when I get there, don't still want to be in kindergarten. I want to be like a college professor or something. I want to be, you know, way up the line up there. This is so comforting. For him, there is no rejection. You can never be rejected if you're a believer. There is no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. But he who does not believe, cleave to, rely on, and trust in him is judged already. He has already been convicted and has already received sentence because he has not believed in and trusted in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He is, re- he is condemned for refusing to let his trust rest in Jesus Christ. What are you going to put your trust in these days? The bank? Uh, your retirement fund? Your 403B? Your 401K? Your friends? <laughs> Yourself? That's not very stable either. Amen? And I'm not trying to be insulting. I mean, I can't put my trust in myself because sometimes I do things that shock even me. Do you ever just like, I can't believe I did that. I cannot believe I said that. I cannot believe I acted like that. I cannot believe I did that. So I've learned that I can't even really fully trust me. We have to put our trust in the name of God. Don't put your trust in the bank account. Put your trust in God. Now, I am that I am. He's without beginning and without end. God wasn't born and he can't die. He had no parents. He's it. The all-powerful one who depends on nothing and no one, he is self-sufficient. When Jesus came walking to the disciples on the sea, They were frightened. They were out in the boat, out in the middle of the sea, and he came walking on the water. They thought it was a ghost. And his answer to them was, why are you afraid I am? I love that. Any time that fear comes against you, stop for a moment and say, 
He's here. He's here. When you wake up in the morning before you ever put your feet on the floor, take just a moment and say, He's here. He's with me right now. And He's everything that I need all day long. I am is here. I'm not going to preach you a message tonight about what you should do and what you shouldn't do, and those are all good too, and they're for another time, but tonight I want to help you know who He is, and that He is for you and not against you. That He loves you, and He's got a good plan for your life, and there's nothing wrong in your life that He is not delighted to fix. The Bible says that all things consist in Him and are held together by Him. What in the world is holding this world that is so messed up together. I would think that it would just blow apart from the stress, but God is holding everything together. Who keeps the sun in the sky? What keeps it from falling down and burning us up? What keeps it from being, getting too hot one day and just giving us all a suntan way beyond what we can endure? Think about it. How is this thing all running and staying together? To me, there's got to be something other than some goofy cell that crawled up on a beach at some point and all of a sudden now, you know, that eventually became a monkey and an ape and then here we are and, you know, the thing I don't understand is if we evolved from apes, why are there still apes? What happened to them? I mean, did some just get left out of the evolving? And if they did, I bet they're ticked off. take more faith to be an atheist than to be a Christian. I mean, I would need a lot of faith for that. Man, I tell you, when you can just cozy up with God, say thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for living in me. Thank you for loving me, for forgiving me, for being my friend. Then you can go out of your house and you can believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God enables us to have a peace that passes understanding. And even when we are unable to help ourselves in our own problems, He will still anoint us to reach out beyond ourselves and help somebody else. And then God brings a harvest in our lives by then helping us with our problems. That's why it's so foolish to spend all your time trying to fix yourself. And then I love Hebrews 1.3. He maintains, upholds, and propels the universe. Wow. Well, you know, it's not just gravity. Well, I mean, well, gravity does this. Well, where did gravity come from? A Russian astronaut went to space, looked out his window, and supported his atheistic view by saying, God cannot be real because we cannot see him. Yet this same man believes in gravity, which cannot be seen either. I don't see electricity, but I'm sure making use of it. I don't understand all the mechanism of breathing, but I'm partaking right now. Amen? And just because you can't see God, if you would open your eyes and just have a little bit of childlike faith, you could begin to see Him everywhere you go. I see God every spring when everything that was stone dead, not a leaf, not a bit of life in it anywhere, and all of a sudden, in just like a week or two, everything's flowers and blooming and leaves and green. Oh, 
well, that's just nature. <laughs> yeah, well, where did that come from? You can't back up far enough. I 
I mean, it was supernaturally bad. I mean, everything that I touched, I tore it up. I broke the bookkeeping machine. I mean, just it was just like a nightmare. Well, it didn't take long, and I'm figuring out God really does not want me to work. But I didn't know how in the world that we were going to pay our bills. I just couldn't figure out how we were going to do that. And so I thought, well, surely after I make this sacrifice, come on now, surely when I make this sacrifice, then God's going to do some miraculous thing in our finances, and we will have more than ever. God is going to reward me for my obedience. Anybody here tonight? And for six years, every month we had to have a miracle. I was so scared half the time my knees would shake when I would go to the mailbox. We never had to pay a bill late. Every time God came through, but I tell you, I was, as they say, sweating bullets all the time. And I don't know how you do that, but that's the saying, so we'll just use it. In other words, I was very frightened. I, I got most of my kids' clothes and things that we needed at garage sales, and I became a coupon queen. I mean, I was clipping coupons and using coupons all the time. And to be honest, I got really tired of never having enough of anything, and I was like, why, God, why? I don't understand. I did what you told me to do, and we're in worse shape than ever before. Anybody relate? The furnace got turned up seven times harder. But I made a decision that I was not going to go back. That I was going to stick with it and see what God would do. And I remember making a commitment, if you never, if nothing ever changes, we're still going to tithe and give to you and do what you've asked us to do. And then, of course, eventually things got taken care of. Well, the furnace was turned up seven times hotter than before. And when the king looked in there, he said, wait a minute, we put three men in that furnace, and they were all tied up, they were bound, and now I see four men in there, and they're all loose. And I love that part, they, they were actually loosed from their bondage in the furnace. Come on, can you hear me tonight? It was in the furnace that they got free from their bondage. But who is the fourth man? Well, he was Jesus. And so what Earl Roberts did, probably one of the greatest things that he did, and I, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's about three pages long. I'm sure I'd put you to sleep. But he went through every book in the Bible, and he found Jesus in every single book in the Bible. And the thing that's so amazing, we have a testimony, and I probably should have had him dug it out and played it for you tonight, but it was, it's a testimony of a Jewish man who went into a bookstore and he saw my, he, he knocked some, a table of books over and when he picked it up, it was one of my books. And he kind of smoked and, you know, opened it up. And the place he opened it up to said, if you're reading this book today, it's because the God who loves you has a message for you and a plan for your life. Well, he snuck the book home because he didn't want his Jewish wife to know that he was reading it. And he began to read the book. Well, he got so touched, that, and he noticed I was quoting the Amplified Bible all the time, that he went and he bought an Amplified Bible. And he snuck that Bible in the house, and he's secretly reading it. And then he called his wife one day, who was also secretly reading the Bible. 
And long story short, his testimony says, I found Jesus in every book in here. He's the Messiah that we've been waiting for is here. He's all over the book. And you know what? The God that many people today are looking for and deciding not to believe in because they don't see him doing what they want him to do. They need to start looking for what God is doing and stop murmuring about what he's not doing. You know, when I first got up this morning, I had a headache and you're sometimes so tempted to complain about what you have. But I thought, wait a minute, I could walk. We need to be thankful for what we do have and stop murmuring all the time about what we don't have. Because what we do have is so much greater than what we don't have. And if we had nothing else, we have him. So anyway, who is the fourth man? In Genesis, he's the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, he's the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Who was that following them around in the wilderness? Was it just a cloud and a fiery pillow? No, it was God following them around. And who is it that follows you around? Who is it that saves you from so many things that could happen that don't happen to you? God is with you. He has promised to never leave you nor forsake you, and he will take care of you. And even the things that do sneak through and happen, he can work good out of those things if you continue to trust him. Come on. In Psalms, he's our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he's our wisdom. In the Song of Solomon, he's our lover and our bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is the Prince of Peace. In Jeremiah, he's our righteousness. And boy, then when you get over to the New Testament, it really gets good. In Matthew, he's the Messiah. In Mark, he's the Wonder Worker. In Luke, he's the Son of Man. In John, he's the Son of God. In Acts, he's the Holy Spirit. In Romans, he is our Justifier. In First and Second Corinthians, he is the Gifts of the Spirit. In Galatians, he is our Redeemer from the curse of the law. In Ephesians, he is the Christ of unsociable riches. In Philippians, he's the God who supplies all of our needs. In Colossians, he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In First and Second Corinthians, he is our soon coming King. In First and Second Timothy. He is our mediator between God and man. In Titus, he is our faithful pastor. In Philemon, he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Got a few left. Can you take it? In Hebrews...
then I suggest that today you open up your heart and receive Jesus Christ as your only hope of having your sins forgiven and let him be your friend and your partner in life starting from this day forward. And really all you need to do, your part is just to believe. If you can say today, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he did indeed die for my sins, that he paid for all of my misdeeds. I believe that he loves me and he not only died in my place, but he was raised from the dead. If you just believe that and you're ready to repent of your sins, and that means to turn and go in a completely different direction, with God's help, of course, then you can pray this very simple prayer with me today and begin your brand new life with Christ. So if you want that, why don't you pray with me right now? I'll pray one sentence at a time. I encourage you to pray after me out loud and say it boldly like you mean it. Father God, I love you. I believe that Jesus is your son. I know that I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me. Jesus, I want you in my life. I believe you died for me and that you were raised from the dead. I receive you now, Jesus. And I give myself to you. Thank you for taking me just the way I am. For forgiving my sins and giving me a brand new life. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, some of you might be thinking, well, it can't be that simple. Well, you know what? Salvation is so simple that many people miss it. Now, you've made a beginning in your walk with God, but now there's a journey for you to walk, and we want to get some information to you on how to help you do that. So we have a a book that we want to give to anyone who received Christ today as your Savior. All you have to do is call us and ask us for it. And so we're going to tell you all about that, and I just want to welcome you to the family of God and just say that we want to do anything that we can to help you understand the decision you've made. So if we can help you at all, give us a call. God bless you, and thank you. Ministries. Contact us today. Call toll-free 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Grab some friends and join thousands at the 2015 Love Life Women's Conference. It's nice just to kick back with a bunch of women that know what you're going through or have been in the same place that you have. And I shouldn't be expecting, but... I got so much more. God is not mad if we've not arrived. He's just happy that you're here today wanting to learn more. Sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith, and you will not be disappointed. Your journey is waiting for you. Do you long for a deeper relationship with God? If you want to experience God's best in your life, you first need to understand who He is. Discover some of the many names of God found in the Bible, each one revealing His character and promises for your life. With Joyce's four-CD series, Who is God? It's available today for your gift of $25 or more. And when you order, you'll receive her book, Starting Your New Life Today, an exciting new beginning with God, free of charge. To order, call us toll-free, 
1-800-727-9673. Or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. of Joyce Meyer Ministries. For your gift, TBN would like to send you Billy Graham's insightful book, The Reason for My Hope. In it, he writes that the message of the cross is for everyone. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus says to the human race, I will meet you at only one place, and that's the cross. Send your gift to TBN, P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711, or give online. This is beautiful. Oh, I'm so Climbing walls for the kids. Yeah. That is Moses parting the Red Sea. Holding back the water for the children of God to walk through. It's a family place. That's it. Where the kids can learn about everything, Everything. Too. This is the whale. They can see the eyes. Yeah. It's going. It's literally going into a fish's mouth. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this is something that would absolutely change your whole your whole concept of the Bible. You'll be able to literally see what you read. Bring your families. Bring people and let them experience this holy land that's right here in Orlando, Florida. our attention, not always with exclamation marks, but with question marks. From the best-selling author of the Joshua Code, O.S. Hawkins, comes the code to life and truth, the Jesus Code, with 52 scripture questions found throughout the Bible every believer should answer. The Jesus Code is a must-read. To receive your copy, send your gift to P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711, or give online. Up next, stay tuned for All Things Are Possible with John Michael Talbot on the Church Channel. Michael Talbot. We are looking at the fire of God. We're going to be looking at kindling, how to get the fire going, and how that sometimes purges the bad stuff in our life out of our life. And that's good news. All things are possible with God. Thank you. 
And God is trying to get the glory to go out. I'm going to flip this over until I get it down inside of your spirit. You want the glory to come into your house, and God is cracking at the foundation of all your ideas and all your religion and all your reputation and saying, I didn't come to dwell in houses made by men. I want out of your house and out of your temple and out of your belly and out of your mind. I want out. I want out. I want out. Second gear strategy. God finally got the early church out of Jerusalem because he is strategic. The God we serve is strategic. He is a God of strategy. Not happenstance, not reaction. God is a God of strategy. He is strategic in all that he does. He is intelligent, he is articulate, he is profound. We have a thinking God, a God that thinks. In the beginning was the Logos, and the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. God said, there was nothing that I made without thoughts. Logos is a thought through word. All things were made out of the bulk of his wisdom, what Paul calls the manifold wisdoms of God. God is a God of strategy. The early church was stuck in Jerusalem. He had to get them out of first gear. Some of you have been pastoring churches. Some of you are leading uh, auxiliaries. Some of you are the head of departments and churches that are stuck. If you're not seeing change, you are stuck. It's simple. You don't need Greek or Hebrew or anything. If you are not seeing change, you are stuck. Anything living will change. It will grow. It will move. It will go through processes. It will go through reproductive mechanisms. Budding, blossom, bring forth fruit. Bud, 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 blossom, bring forth fruit. Unless it's stuck or diseased in some way. And he had to move them out of Jerusalem so he could release his strategy. The strategy is not staying in Jerusalem, having an A and a B selection. The, the strategy is not staying in Jerusalem until the same people are hearing you say the same thing over and over again until that you know you're stuck when the congregation is finishing your sentences. You're not fresh anymore. You're not new anymore because you were never meant to talk to the same people for 20 years. I was speaking, I was getting ready to, to teach about the two fish and the five loaves of bread and, and the little boy and the Lord made me study it over and over and over and over again. I said, I know this text. I can quote this text. I don't need to go into this anymore. He said, you do not know this text. Finally, after going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, he said, the problem is when you go out to face the congregation, you think you're feeding the 5,000. And as long as you see your church as the 5,000, you and I cannot talk. 
I said, if I'm, if, if, if you're giving me the two fish and five loaves of bread and I'm giving it to them, are they not the five thousand? He said, no! Your church is the twelve. Your world is the five thousand. You are not to talk to them as if they were the destination. You are to talk to them as if they were the transportation. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Equip them and arm them and train them and dispatch them like an army. I gave you those people so you could march into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole. Take your city back. Take your community back. Move into politics. Move into business. Go into all the world systems and preach on their networks and on their televisions and on their big screens. Take my word out. Slap somebody in the hall out. Once he got them out of Jerusalem, he sent them to Ephesus. Ephesus was one of the most commercial cities of its era. With his Byzantine empire and its focus on worship, worshiping Artemis, Ephesus was an empire. It funded and established power and strength. It was able to galvanize banks and economic systems. And God said, no, Paul, don't go to that city. Don't go to that city. Go to Ephesus. Why Ephesus? Ephesus was strategic. I'm not just talking about the location. I'm talking about the trigger points that change the world. He says, I want the gospel to get in the money. Ephesus set up the first banking systems that were ever known to man. Ephesus had streets, paved streets, and street lights, and all kinds of things that were way ahead of its time. He said, go to Ephesus because I want my glory to go out through the banking systems, through the commerce, through the business, through the industries. I want my people in on Wall Street. I want my people in the White House. I want my people in centers of power that will change the world. I, you keep changing your clothes. I'm tired of you changing your outfit. I want you to change your world. You look cute, but so what? Change your world. I didn't snatch you out of that sewer you were in just so you could change your clothes. I want you to change your world. I see your pretty car. I don't care about your car. What are you doing to change your community? Still to come on the Potter's Touch. It's not your fasting that protected you. It's not your prayer life that protected you. It's not the profundity of your speech that protected you. It's not because you're so eloquent and articulate that you've been protected. It is because of your purpose. When you have a divine assignment, God will keep you until you have poured out and say, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And now, lay up for me in the crown of righteousness. MegaFest 2015 is more than a festival. It's an experience. This is MegaFest. 19th, 23rd, MegaFest is taking over Dallas. It's an experience.
extravaganza for the whole family. And 100% pure fun. There is something for everyone. Visit megadashfest.com. Yes, Reservation. This yeah. is one you don't want to miss.
warming bottles and burping people, that it's time for them to stand up in the full sector of what God has called them to do. You haven't been
This is for people who are tired of hearing the grinding of the gear that's stuck in your life. Going to bed tired, getting up tired, going to work tired, teaching tired, preaching tired, frustrated. You are busier than you've ever been, but less effective than you've ever been. We want to show you where to put your hands to bring the thing down. And I put together a carefully crafted group of speakers and leaders who each of them in their own rights have put their hands on something and brought it down because success is a science. Success is a science. It is not an art. Success is a science. If you put it in the right place, you will get the right results. God is not, is not a respecter of persons. He is not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of principles. Cain, why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest not well, will I not receive you? If you do what Abel did, you can get what Abel got. And I brought some Abels around this table this week that are going to talk to you about what they did and what it cost them and what it meant for them to be who they are so that when you go back home, you can put your hands on the right spot so that you can be the most effective and bring the whole thing. We're challenging you in some simple ways. I have this feeling in my spirit that something is about to break. Yes, sir. You heard me. Something is about to break. Let me try to tell you all, I have this feeling in my spirit that something is about to break. In the midst of struggles and stress and anxiety and pressure, I have this feeling that something is about to break. This is no time to quit. This is no time to faint. This is no time to be weary and well-doing. No, no, absolutely not. I will not break. I will not bow because something is about to break. And when it breaks loose, it will not be able to be withheld. It cannot be a secret. It cannot be contained. It's going to move block and cinder block and walls and buildings. And all of a sudden, when it first hits, it's going to be ankle deep. But don't despise the day of small beginnings because if you walk out a little bit further, Oh, my God, i got to watch myself. I almost feel like preaching in here now. Century people say something is about to break. Tell the devil, I didn't go through all the hell I went through to die where I am. I am going to see these waters break out. They're going to break till there's a flow. Tell somebody and say, flow. There's waters to swim in, waters to flow in, waters to move in, until there's life in my city. The Bible said the waters got so big that there was life in the waters. I speak life into your city. I speak life into your ministry. I speak life into your church. Slap your neighbor and say, live! There is a flow. There is a flow. There is a flow. 
There is a flow. There is a flow. There is a flow. There is a flow. Touch somebody around you and say, get in the flow. Get in the flow. Get in the flow. Stop fighting it. Stop wrestling with it. Get in the flow. Stop debating about it. Get in the flow. Stop bellyaching about what you don't have. Get in the flow. Stop talking about who's talking about you. Get in the flow. Stop talking about who left your church. Get in the flow. Stop talking about who betrayed you. Get in the flow. Don't worry about Judas. Get in the flow. Don't worry about the liars. Get in the flow. God brought you down here so he could get you wet again. Get you growing again. Get you thinking again. Get you building again. Get you flowing again. Out of your belly shall flow. And there will be life in your city. Life in your church. Life in your family. Life in your ministry. Tell your neighbor, get in the flow. I've got to stop there, but I am excited. Anytime I get a chance to pour into people who pour into people, I get double for my trouble. Pouring into people who pour into people is the greatest use of my time. That's why I want you to experience what I'm preparing for you at this year's Pastors and Leadership Conference. It's more than a message. This is a sign from God that for you, it's time to shift. Come on and let me get you in gear. Before I die in a cage, I want to run in the wild. Understand what it is to be a pastor. They can hear the life-changing message that, uh, and the education. You're frustrated about something that's just an incubator to take you to the next dimension. Now we're going to grow and go to global missions. No more limits, no more boundaries. To register for this international gathering, visit pastorsandleaders.org or call 1-800-BISHOP-2. Always gazes at where it last saw God, but relationship moves beyond history to destiny. Bringing resurrection power to your stagnant situation, purpose in motion. God only asks you to pray to bring you into agreement. He doesn't ask you to pray so that he can get information. What do you know that heaven is unaware of? For your gift of any size, you will receive the God Has Moved On CD from the Purpose in Motion series. And for your gift of $75 or more, you will receive the Purpose in Motion 3 DVD set. It's not just that you have a testimony, you are a testimony. Anybody been through what you've been through and you still alive to tell it? However, for your gift of $160 or more, you'll receive the Purpose in Motion series on DVD, large print Bible, and an everyday reminder of God's faithfulness. It's time to move forward. Put your purpose in motion.
open wide in my mind it's uh, so much better since you changed my life I know millions didn't make it they try to wait until tomorrow but today I want you to know that the answer is yes to whatever the question is
encourage you some more. Look. Trials and tribulations. Oh, uh, yeah. They come your way. <laughs> I love this part. The road gets rough. Ah, uh, hold on. Hold on and keep up faith. Yeah. All things work together. Ah, uh, just read your Bible. Come on. Day out here, y'all. It, it may be raining outside right now, but it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Come on.
you please welcome Kiara Shears? So we just have a little reverence and love. We want to give back to Jesus. He loved us, so we want to love him back. Is it all right? You
That's on my spirit earlier this morning. <laughs> okay. I won't complain. Mm, 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 mm. Because he's a good God and he's worthy to be praised. And I thank God for, you know, um, you know, I thank God for his presence in my life and, and, and the peace in my life. Ooh, you just don't even know, bro. <laughs> you just don't even know. Are we the only two? Are you up on? I got no idea. But how are you doing? You driving? No, no, not today. Oh, okay. But it's good to know God, and it's good to know his love and presence in my life, in all our lives, and that's a good thing. That is a good thing. So everybody doing all right in the house? Yep. We holding on, maintaining, my dear. And we all have to do that. We all have to hold on and maintain and wait 
Good morning, people. Good morning. There go to Mr. Richardson. Yeah, I'm going to go and slap my principal. Why? Because he got my mouth fixed to travel, and then we're going to come up with some shenanigans yesterday, but then again, it's still not over, so but I don't know if you're going to be able to go out. Get out of my face, little people. But you know, it's glory for all of it. Huh? Come on, coming up here to Chicago? Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. He's, he wishy-washy. I don't know. I want you to go to Sanford. I want you to go to um, Berkeley. I'm like, we can do all of that. You're talking about in, in July, June, July. Come on now. We can do all that. Hmm. All right, now. Y'all got the money. What you tripping on? Is it a school, Arthur? Yep, yep, yep. I was supposed to be coming up there for the science conference. When? Uh, next week, Wednesday. Coming up in, in to Georgia or going to uh, Chicago? They to the goal, to the goal, to the goal, not to the to the A, to the goal. Oh, oh okay. What is the goal? Chicago. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Somebody put a hat on her head this morning so she can see. You know what? I did pull my hair up kind of tight today. I, you know, hey. Well, you can come in that down a little bit. Cut that rubber band. Oh, you know what? <laughs> it's a rubber band. It's a rubber band. I see why you don't talk to her, Sam. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? God, I love you. And I love you. And now you can do about it. I'm going to pray for well, you. I ain't saying I didn't love you. I just say I see why he's talking to you. You know what? Let me tell you one thing. I'm thinking you said go. I'm like, what? I mean, you said I'll go up. To the Chicago. No, you, said, you said go. I'm like, where we going? <laughs> I said to the go, not to the A. Well, the educated mind will speak like that. The I could drive the ATL. Huh? That's the case. I could drive the ATL. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's just some stuff down the professional development. They tripping. <laughs> People in professional development tripping. Doctor, whoever she is, she's a trip. So y'all going, y'all going next week? Yeah, I'm supposed to be leaving out Wednesday, but I need to know what I need to do now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can make plans. I can leave Preparation. <laughs> yes, I have to leave a lot of work for the so they, so they won't run my sub out. Oh, yeah. Okay. How long are you going to be gone? From Wednesday, well, Thursday night to Sunday. Tuesday oh. night to Sunday. Tuesday night to Sunday. Because it starts oh. at 11. Uh-huh. All right, then. You get to see your brother, Arthur, I mean, um, Sam, in the in the mix of all things. You can really bobble his That head. might be an option, but, you know, my thing is, uh, my family and all of them are there, but I'll be there anyway. Oh, you ain't, you ain't going to see him. They're going to they smuggle you anyway when you get there. That's my, that, my mom's brother. Oh, God. Oh. You ain't have time to see nobody. He called every day. Do we? Uh, every day. Fine, right, Sharon. Don't lie. Uncle Fluffy, how you doing? I had an eye opener. I'm going to be able to eye opener. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if I can remember back in the day, but it's been a minute now, about 20, 20 30 years ago. He used to be the control. 
he used to draw, drive the trains, right? That thing, uh-huh. you know, had, took, had him an eye opening and derailed a train in Chicago, just tore it up. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> so, uh, flipped it over. It was on wow. the side. Wow, it was on the side. Uncle turned something down, didn't he? <laughs> uh, throw Chicago up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. I saw him. Woo! <laughs> Lord Jesus, have mercy. Clean out any unrighteousness within our spouse and our speech, 
in our walk and to find nothing but the total praise, Lord God, that you alone deserve. Father God, we ask you to be in the midst of this calling, conducted as only you can. We ask you to anoint every voice that will come come across, every speech, every word that will come across. Let it be ordained and ordained and ordered by you. Father God, we ask you to continue to watch over those who are unsaved, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to to open up their, the windows of their eyes, Lord God, so they can see your glory shine upon us, Lord God. Each and every day, Lord, that we come before you, we are baptized with your holy presence. We are baptized with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. And Father oh, yeah. God, ask that your Holy Spirit will descend from heaven down to our hearts upon us like a dove, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God. We love you. We honor We adore you. And we praise oh, yeah. you. And we ask you to be with everyone right now in the name oh, of Jesus. Lord. I pray, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Dear Heavenly Father God, as I bow before your throne, I pray thanks you and always in my heart, God. I thank you for today, this moment that I'm sitting at my knees, looking up to the hills from which come of my help, God. God, I thank you for the, the, the beacons of light on this call that ever so shine brightly because of you. I pray that they continue pray that you continue to let our light shine in the dark world, God. Continue to go before us, God, and fight those dangers seen and unseen, God. God, I, and I pray that the words and the praise and the and the words and the praise and the prayers go up to heaven and dance across heaven's sky, God, right now and be blessed by your hand, God. God, thank you for the financial blessings that are on the way for each and every one of us, God, that you know, we know that with the praises go up, the blessings will come down, God. In any shape, form, or fashion, God, we thank you for the blessings that are on the way, God. We thank you for our trials and tribulations that always come to make us strong. And thank you for the restoration of our faith, knowing that you are the keeper of our souls. God, I thank you. I love you. I lift your name on high each and every day, God. Let the ears that hear the words and praise be open, and let the Spirit dance upon, in, upon us, God, in, in us, within us, so that we, we too can shout and praise and sing to your glory, your honor, and your, and, your, and, your, and, your, and your praise, God. Thank you for my family, God. I pray that they, all, that they do take up their cross and follow you as well, God. Let me be the beacon of light that shine on them so they can see, not see me, but see you through me. Thank you, God. Continue to use me as an instrument of praise. It is in Jesus' name. I'm going to make this prayer to you, and I say amen, amen, and thank God. Thank you, amen. I do have a word today before I get off the call. <laughs> and it is coming from the Confident Woman Devotional. Um, and the title of this devotion is Your Heart Desires. If you have been under a lot of stress lately, I encourage you to take an honest inventory of not only what you are doing, but why you are doing it. If fear is the reason you're involved, eliminate some stress by getting your priorities straight. Your priority is not keeping everyone else in your life happy, happy, but doing all the things they expect is. It is to live a life that is pleasing to God and, and one that you can enjoy. Too many people are not living their dreams because they are living in their fears. Ooh, Jesus. In other words, instead of doing things out of, of, your, of their heart, they do them because they're afraid that, uh, of what will happen if they don't. Someone will get angry. I will get left out. 
people will talk about me. It is time that you start being the person you really want to be. It is time to reach for your dreams. And the prayer for the day was, Lord, I would delight myself in you today. You know my desires of my heart, and I entrust my dreams to you. Help me to be the person you created me to be. Amen. And it comes from Psalm 37, verses 4 through 6. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. For the people of God. Amen. <laughs> Delight yourself in the Lord. <laughs> well, what, what I got? Morning uh, huh? I was just saying, that was this morning's sermon, um, my early morning prayer call. What? Now, that was this morning's oh. Yes, it was. Yes. So yes, if yes, somebody yes. needed to hear it again, <laughs> hey, yes, hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, sometimes we do operate off of fear. We do operate off of fear. And I, not, not about, I mean, not the fear of, of what, yeah, the fear of what would happen. If I don't do this, somebody's going to be mad. If I don't do this, somebody's going to be mad. I better do this because so and so is going to be mad. They're going to talk about me and da, da, da. We do operate like that in this world. We do some, we, it's not a fear. Well, you can, you can say it's fear. It's just we, that's how we operate to please, to please everybody, to please man, to please man. Uh, um, you know, well, Lord, if I don't do this, I know she's going to talk about me. Or I know, well, not worry about it. Well, I ain't going to do it because it ain't right. If it's not right, I'm not going to do it because it's not in pleasing God's sight. So sometimes we have to take that, that second look before we start doing to try to please man because you ain't going to be able to, no matter how hard you try, it's always going to be something else that's not pleasing to the eye of man. You understand? Like, I'm, for a prime example, we have um, our pastor's anniversary um, this weekend. And we have this um, young lady in the church. She does the church bulletin. I'm pretty sure she thinks she's the Mrs. Mrs. Pastor, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she wants to be included in everything that's going on with the church, okay? Now, mind you, we asked her what she's going to put her, her group is the new members ministry, you know, when new people come in and get welcome and all that. Now, she's not going to be in town Saturday, but she wants to know what's going on when it's going, and, and, and how things are going. So we kept her out of the loop because she wasn't going to be here. So why would she need to know everything that she's not going to be here? So she got up. Um, what happened was, by her not being here for her to represent her, she's the president now, but her not being here to represent, I mean, to assign one of her uh, other members in the ministry to do a presentation on behalf of the pastor, we didn't tell her because she said she wasn't going to be here. But lo and behold, as soon as we told her the itinerary, she goes to try to chop at what our ministry, what's going on with that one. This shouldn't be right. This ain't correct. This ain't correct. You, this is not your ministry, and you're not going to be here. So why ridicule what somebody else is doing? We're not here to please you. It's pastor's anniversary. It ain't yours. You know, those kind of things. You know, no, no. That's what I mean by, I, I'm we walking in faith, not, 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 a, not to please man. We're not trying to please man, please God, and God's like not hers. And I just feel that we do operate in fear of what somebody gonna say, what somebody gonna think, what somebody gonna, you know, talk about you. 
You know, some people make the choice of we have our peer, our children who have peer pressure. If our kids are set apart and everybody thinks there's something wrong with them, they want to try to do something crazy to fit in. We've been through that. We've been through that. We've been through that fear of nobody's going to like me because I'm different. Nobody's going to like me because of how I am. So let me do something crazy to fit in. And then when you do it, you're guilty because it wasn't you. So that's what I got from the lesson today. Fear not. Be who God created you to be. Don't try to be something that somebody somebody else wanted you to be. Amen. Well, I'm here at work. I'm going to go ahead and get my prayer in for my, for my sick and shut-in. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day, God. Once more again, God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, God, I lift up to you the sick and the shut-in, God. I lift up to you, lift them up to you and lay them at your altar right now, God, to be blessed, healed, and delivered. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing in the atmosphere, strength and restoration in the atmosphere for the ones who are sick and shedding, God. But only you know all about what's going on in their life, so I continue to lift them to you, God, for that mighty hand to rain down the power of healing across their heads, God. Everybody going through a sickness right now, whether it's a, it's a weak voice, sickness in their bodies, their minds, God, and in their spirits, God, and only you, the great I am, can turn it around right now in the name of Jesus. I speak it. I believe it. I claim it. It is done. In Jesus' name I pray and I say amen. amen. But I got to go in this office, y'all. Have a blessed one. Have a blessed one. And I love you. I know you can do about it. This so sweet. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> By yourself, you come out cheaper. You know what? You on clearance. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Felicia, I'm late again. Hello? Yes. What you say? I'm late again. Yeah, I'm late today. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm late today. I just got on the uh, train. Oh, okay, you real late. <laughs> At least I'm probably going to be by 5 to 10. Oh. But it'll be all right. Brother Farley? Yeah. I was just wondering if you're going to take control of the call. No, unless you handle it, baby. No, I ain't getting the necessary. Right now. So, um, okay, so then, uh, All right. Um, let me do my cantaloupe juice first. You know, that's kind of good. I tried that. A cantaloupe juice? Yes, yes, yes. And mix it with a little honeydew. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Yeah. Got creative. Uh-huh. Yep.
Guys would love this 56 degree weather we got here.
Yes, Lord. Robusia Caracas and Boko. Robusia Candesia Gandraco. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, Lord. Focus Shadow the Combraca. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Oroco Sede the Caraca. She Combroco, she the Casaca. Combroca, she did Coromboco. Horombraca, she goes Hondrasha, did go Sandrasa. Horomboco, yes, 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 Father, we praise you, Lord. Glorify you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Changes in the atmosphere. Change and transformation is in the atmosphere. See, yesterday after we tore down the walls, our enemies have scattered. Yesterday after we had a frontal attack and tore down the walls and went, mm, our enemies have scattered. We are now occupying the territory which they once had. We are now walking into our promised land. Mm, Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Wow. I didn't say we are looking at our promised land. I said we are walking into our promised land. Now let's go back to yesterday. We were talking about the Israelites. And we had our Jericho moment. They wandered in the desert for 40 years. What they said, a three-day journey took 40 years to do. But God had to grow them up. He had to get rid of the fear, doubt, and unbelief. He had to get rid of the whole generation so they had a people prepared to go forth to take that which the Lord had promised. They crossed the Jordan. They walked around the, ter- the, the the walls of Jericho for seven times, saying nothing until the seventh time. Then the walls fell, and they entered in and took over that which was promised to them. Now it's time for you to enter in and take over that which God has promised to give you. Those giants have been defeated. And I also remember yesterday we were talking Remembering the word that it said that though they were giants, though they had the walls of protection around them, they stayed in there because they were scared of the Israelites. So recognize your proper position. Your enemy is literally scared of you. Though they might be boasting, it's like a like a bully gets all up in your face, but whenever you stand up and confront your bully, then there's then they, a whole other story. The giants, I literally have been scared of you. When we were walking around, the word of God, the anointing of God was stirring things up. The walls fell down. Then I told you to take your word, that's your sword, and go in there and slew, slay the giants. Take your word and slay that which is opposing you. Take the word of God and and confront that which is coming after you. Take the word of God and go forth and use it to defeat that which is attacking you. For you are now in your promised land. See, this is the land that God had promised to give you. 
This is the territory of the arena that God has promised to give you. Now you are walking into it. You need not turn back. You need not fear. This is your time. This is your land. I don't care who had occupied it before. I don't care whose name was on title before, because right now it has been an invasion. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Jesus. There has been an invasion. There has been a military coup. I don't care who might have said, well, I own this, that, and the other. Right now, God, <laughs> you have supernaturally went in and taken that which God has promised you. Not what man might have promised you. Not what a friend or a neighbor or even a family member has promised you, but God has promised you. He's been preparing and growing you up all this time so now you can go occupy that which he's told you to have. So pull not back. Now is the time that you run. Now is the time that you confront. Now is the time that you stand firm. Now's the time that you trust and believe God and use Jericho shit that you tread on the serpents and the scorpions and those things that would attack you. Now's the time that you rise up and walk into the areas and arena that God has said he's going to give you. Pull not back, for now is your time. In Jesus' name I say amen. 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 What's up, Felipe? How you doing today? He said, I'm going on mute. You ain't getting me. Okay, I guess I can go through my list. Anybody else want to do this? Guess that means you know. Okay. I'm gonna get Trey Mathis and Ariel Sinkford. Hold on, should I go Roba Shiraka say should I go Rambaka should go say should I go Rambaco say or a should it go say should go Ramboko San Rashid go say or a brochure the San Rashid go say should Randa Kasara go say or a brochure the Gandash go Sandra go say should Rando go say Harandakra, <laughs> Raheem Powell, or Bush, the Gossesh, the Grand Gossesh, or Nokosa, 
probăște că se arcă da și le costește de când da și cără. Și acolo este Jameson, hurbă și el că și el că și el că și el că se arcă în braț. Hără că și el că și el și el că romba că și el că se arcă de arcă da. Hără de arcă și acără. My Bradley Hernandez, or Kayla Boylan, Hombro Kosheshi, the Grand Brocosa, Hombro Kosheshi, the Grand Brocosa, the Kanda, Hoko Sheshi, the Grombokosha, the Grandel Gosha, the Korobaka, Horobas, the Gosha, and the Gosha, Horobos, the Grand Shirkosarandaka, Horobosa, the Gosha, Horbaka Shakara and Benjamin Benfield, whom broke or she did go say to go Rumbaka, or broke or she did go say she did run broke or Sarakanda, whom broke or she did go say she ran broke or Sarakanda, she was saying to go Sarandaka, or a baka, she did go say she ran Dakara. Pray for Shaker, Shaker, Broker, Saraka, or Shaker, Shishi, and Broker, Shilkasaka, 
Orbașul Gostește, că am brocostele, că nu am costele, că da, o gestie costarca și acara. Metendusen. O șocrașul Gostește, că am
to see such devastation and not be affected by it. Um, so God only you can give him peace. You know, let let it not take root in his in his conscience where he has night terrors and nightmares and that it affects the rest of his life because it was an accident. And so I pray to God that you would just I pray to you guys that you would just just take that that burden away from him, that burden that only you can do, oh God. And I pray for the family of the young man that the, that you would give them. There's no there's no way to be prepared for a, an, a sudden loss. I mean, we always say we know old age and sickness, but a sudden loss is is devastating to those who who are family and friends. So, Father God, we pray for the family and friends of that young man right now that in the midst of this, that they will call on your name for what they need. What they need is peace in this. What they need to to have a closure to this, oh God, so that so that they could, even though he's past, are still living, and let them continue to live in in reflection of and and remember the good things about this young man, Father God, and not the bad things, um, Father God. We also come to the church and that the word of your truth will continue to go forward. You want us to have blessings. You want us to have. You want us to have prosperity, but only as our spirit prospers in you, Father God, so that we can be humble in what we receive from you, so that there be no pride in what we receive from you, and that we understand and always acknowledge where each and every blessing and experience comes from, which is from you, O oh God. So, Father God, let the church continue to grow in its knowledge and relationship of you and knowing who you are, not just I know I know God, but I know God with, with, with all my whole heart and my whole spirit and my whole understanding for me. And, Father God, I pray that you will continue to watch over those who are, who are the ministers and the apostles and the bishops and even the missionaries that's out on the front line in the nations that are are against Christianity, oh God, continue to give those who are who are the prophets who are going forth speaking your word, not watering it down, not trying to be politically correct, but that's giving the truth of your word, God. Continue to watch over them and keep them. Watch over their bodies, oh God, from all sickness, illness, disease, and infection. That comes against the, that the enemy comes against them with, especially violence and hatred and anger because of the truth that's being spoken. Oh God, we speak a blessing also over, especially over Franklin Graham right now. Oh God, that's that's going to the nation and saying in such a public arena exactly what the Lord hate, what you hate, and what you love, and what the enemy is doing, and and making sure that your standard is put before the face of man. So, Father God, we ask that you will bless them, O oh God, with protection from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Bless their homes, bless their families, bless their friends. Watch that, give them traveling mercy wherever they go, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we also come for those who are abused and addicted, that they find love in you and not love in the abuser or in what they're addicted to, oh God. 
Yes, that you will continue to call them and draw them and let the seeds continue to be planted so that they will they will look toward you for their help and for their love and not that temporary fix, oh God. And Father God, we just want to say thank you. I thank you for precious ministries. I thank you for Sam and his example. I thank you for my family. I thank you for all that you have done. If you never do another thing, Father God, I just want to thank you because you are an awesome God. And we give you glory and honor that only you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Who said amen? The mouth of the south? No, that's me. A <coughs> twin. This is Erica. <coughs> it's just literally me, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. out here, y'all. Jesus. What did somebody say about me? That's your sexy voice. <laughs> yeah. I was getting sick yesterday, but it I guess by the time I went to class last night it just yes. Good morning. Oh, All right, my last lesson, you know, going to do yours, Erica. Yeah, I do mine. Good morning, gracious Lord, our Father. We thank you, God, for <clears throat> being God, Lord. We thank you for the this opportunity to worship and praise you in spirit and in truth, Lord, to come before you, Lord, to just... That you know how much we love you and how much we appreciate the fact that you continue to grant us additional chances and opportunities to seek your face, Lord. You grant us another chance to to get it right, Lord, and you grant us another opportunity to intercede on behalf of one another. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for covering our lives, Lord, and watching over our families, and, Lord, and providing us the strength to endure the race that each and every one of us are in. I pray, Lord, that you continue to anoint our heads with oil, Lord, and grant us favor that will sustain us as we continue to move forward according to your purpose, Lord, and allowing your will to be done. Lord, I thank you for my children and my family, and, Lord, I ask that you touch each and every one of them individually and collectively, Lord, that they are built up, Lord, and that they seek your face and they seek to understand you outside of the coverage that, that is prayed upon them. Lord, I lift before you prayer shift of ministry's family. 
as a whole, Lord, thanking you for the word that you give us that we are able to use as the foundation for what we do in your name, seeking your word, understanding what it is that you are asking and requiring us to do, Lord, and being able to link and connect with one another for support and encouragement. Lord, I ask that you continue to watch over prayer shifting ministries, Lord, as we continue to move and shift in this this, um, world that we're in where we're able to continue to connect with people who have probably lost hope. Lord, connect with people that don't even know you and the pardon of their sin. But, Lord, I ask that you continue to pour into prayer shift in ministries that our strength is always maintained and that we are continuing to rejuvenate and regenerate the lives and spirits of our brothers and sisters. Lord, I thank you for prayer shift in ministries, family. Lord, thanking you for the support that that they provide to prayer shift in ministries and the fact that we that communicate with them to keep them strong, Lord, that we're able to lean on one another and to learn from one another, Lord, that we're able to just fellowship and joy in, in your name. Lord, I ask that you continue to touch each and every one of our family members, Lord. I'm asking that you continue to keep our bodies strong. Lord, I pray a special prayer for myself, Lord, that you strengthen my body and that I am able to continue, Lord, to walk faithfully down the path that you are directing me on. Lord, I ask that you continue to cover me from all uh, hurt, harm, and danger, Lord, and that I'm able to walk upright and stand firm on your word. I thank you for your son sacrificing his life that we may be free and have another opportunity. And it's in your son Jesus' name that I also pray to you. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How y'all doing on a nice icy day like today? I'm doing great. I'm not sure about um I will I think your compadres that uh, share that same icy weather with you are doing fine too. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, right now we got a we got an ice snap going on, but they said by the middle of the day it should be warming up where it can get rid of some of this. Well, I hope so. I don't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I, I walked out to I walked out to my car and my whole car is encased in ice. No, I was not feeling that. <laughs> okay. And they said we're supposed to get up to somewhere in the thirties today, so that would be heat wave for us. Mhm. Eric, don't look at it like that, but yeah, it would be heat wave for us. Yeah, Erica's like, oh, that's a heat wave. No, mm mm. So good tonight. <laughs> She's like, pull out the winter coat. That's a heat wave for Chicago. I know. I was. Um, I talked to this lady in California, and she had to. I don't talk to her. I, li- I listen to her on the um the internet, and she was like, "Oh, it's been a balmy seventy-five all week." I'm like. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I got a brother. He's in Texas, and he'll call me up and tell me, yeah, you know, I'm out here pop- popping the sweat, and I ain't even moving. I'm like, I ain't asked you to call and tell me all that. I said, now, if you tell me you call and that you're doing well, that's fine, but don't rub in the weather. Then he tells me, but he said, but it's about to, about to go through a cold snap. I said, what's a cold snap? 45 degrees? I said, you know, so I'm going to tell you what. We'll take the 45, and you can take what we got. Mm-hmm. All right, let me finish my last list. Uh, city of Refuge. Um, Okay, Felicia, you still there? Felipe. 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 Hey, Felipe. Now she's going to go on mute, trying to hide. Every time I call her name, she's running high. And then, uh, then she come back. Anyway, CFF. Reginald Foster. Horobush to go say, I'm broke, I should go say, I should broke, I should go say. Harada, Harada, Shaka. Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster. Here, Brandon, go say, I'm broke, I should go say, I'm broke, I should go say, Shaka. Broke, I should go say, Shaka. Helpmate. Brush to go say, I'm broke, I should go Rose Johnson, Brandon, the Gander, 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 the Larry Song, Boshi, the Gundu, 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 the Gundu
Sele Vosteke, Shindrash, the Gosset Rad Rosa, Shakara. Rosemore, Hombrokoro, Shilgaset, Shilgrasa, Shakara. My parents, Rumbo, Goshi, the Grand, the Goshi, the Grand, the Gosta, Shakara. Sele Valen, Ambrosi, the Gosset, the Grand, Rosa, the Ganda, Shakara. Mom Regina, huh? Rush to go to the
Anything um, else about what we talked about the other day? Um, I would ask you to pray for. No. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Father God, I want you to pray and take us where we need to go.
you know, as we continue to, you know, walk and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, as we continue to walk and look, um, and we, you know, well, when we walk, we see all these different things happening. And then sometimes, a lot of the times, you actually see some interesting things that begin to unfold in your, you know, in your presence, things that you see. And sometimes it's, you know, you sort of have this thought process, like, um, is this really happening? Am I really seeing this? But because our, um, <clears throat> because of all these variations of things are happening, it's going to take that, that keen to continue to stay focused on what God knew, where he's directing you, that the things that you see happening around you, um, it won't bring you fear that it, you know, that may influence you to stop. Um, or you might see things that, you know, you just are uncertain of and whether or not you should move, but you have to keep moving. You have to keep, you know, focused in your eyes on God because we know that all these things that are going on, We first of all, we already are aware that they're um, going to happen. And some other interesting things, you know, will unfold before your eyes as well. But you have to maintain your awareness. You know, understanding that these things will take place. And because, you know, the, the Bible talks about all the, you know, different you know, catastrophes and things that will be going on. And a lot of them, because we are used to um, an environment that people usually keep things concealed from you, but everything is really happening out in the open. So, you know, we just have to continue to, you know, focus on God and move forward. And you have to move. And and I think because so much happens, it's going to also influence you to move cautiously. So we we have to, you know, be mindful, you know, of what our purpose is and what it is that God has, you know, instructing us to do. And we also have to just continue to communicate with him when we see some things um, that, you know, may bring about a little, you know, uncertainty in our spirit if, you know, if we're thinking about stopping or pausing. But, you know, moving cautiously, being attentive and paying attention doesn't mean stop and look. It means that you still have to move forward, but you pay attention to what is going on and not to lose focus and be so concentrated on the things that are going on in your environment, but just, you know, paying attention to God and keep, and you got to keep it moving. I want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. You personally, right now, how mm-hmm. would you describe yourself or your relationship 
where you're at with Christ, how you feel, and all the other. Just, just, just. How would you describe that? Your, just your person, how you would feel. You know, good, bad, and indifferent. Um. But you know what? Describe it two ways. Describe it as far as Erica, and to describe it as far as faithful. But you know. Describe it in terms of me and who else and what else. Describe it as other words how Erica feels about it. But then okay. also describe it as how Erica knows she needs to stand. Wow. That's two different things. Right. Well, right now, um, and I feel um, I feel relatively good about it right now. Okay. Um, I truly do. I'm not in a. <clears throat> I'm not in a state of weary uh, at this particular moment. <clears throat> um, you know, I would definitely. <laughs> I would prefer not to deal with the um, resistance of things that I have to, you know deal with right now with, you know, how things are going on my job and all of that. I mean, it would be ideal not to have to deal with that. Um, Unfortunately, that's my reality for the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I can't just, you know, paint, paint a picture or I can't erase it and act like it's not happening. You know, but... I really feel good about where God is, um, you know, how he is working with me and strengthening me and actually giving me the courage, you know, to endure, Mm. but also giving me the willingness to stand on his principles and be able to speak those things. Mm that are not as though they are because they are, Mm. you know. And, you know, I see the, you know, I see the, um, I guess, I I guess I just see the, the, I don't, the demonic force. I see it, you know, coming before me, you know, dressed up in another character. Mm. You know, behind the the so-called nice tones and the, um, you know, I'm going to be soft-spoken and I'm just going to, you know, come before you and speak with what I consider to be a a sense of compassion, you know, to, in a sense, to knock me, I guess, off filter. That's that awareness you were just talking about. Right. You know, I... um, you know, <clears throat> I think I've been saying it to the girls a lot, <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> it's believing the things that come for me, you know, as I see them. So, you know, my Angelou always said, you know, when people tell you who they are, believe them. <laughs> so it's, it's just like I have you know, things have shown themselves to me multiple times. And, you know, even though I may be awestruck sometimes to see it, it continues to rear its head 
in a certain manner, I have to take it for what it is telling me that it is. And the only way that I can, you know, create or paint a different picture is if I just pray about it Mm. to God. But I have to keep it moving. So I, I, um, even of everything that's going on, <clears throat> I have my, you know, I have my hands, and I can only say, there's a lot of things that's going on that I, I personally don't care for, but I also feel that there are some things that are going on that God, um, is not, you know. Uh, happy about either. At at the same time, I have to, you know, really work to differentiate or separate me to, I guess, not uh, um, not liking what's going on mm-hmm. and allow God to have his way. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like this is so simple. All you have to do is just pray to God. And he, I mean, if he will direct me and he will speak to me. He will speak to you if you just communicate with him. Mm. And so, you know, just because that is my passion and that is how um, I see things doesn't necessarily mean that's how you see things. Though in my heart, I think, ew, this is so, I mean, why are you going to be so silly? Why are you going to be stupid? All you, I mean, it should be in my, you know, if I express it. This is common sense. If you just, you know, see God, he'll show you and show you the same thing I see. But I I have to really, um, and I've, I found out that I had to pull back in a sense. Mm. Because that, again, is almost like me trying to really push you or push people to think the way I think or feel the way that I feel. And, you know, it is not, it, I guess it's not my place. I'm really learning that um, my responsibility is to drop the seed and, I guess, keep it moving. Now, let me ask you that now. You just said something, so it's like you're recognizing that it's not your job to push people in that capacity. How does... What what does that do to you? How does that make you feel? I mean, you know, explain that that environment to me. Well, you know, it's um, I'm learning because you know, I guess I just have this thought process that, um, again, like I said a few minutes ago, oh, this should be easy. Pray, God will show you, then you do. But it's been it's been difficult, you know, I can honestly say there have been times where it's been very frustrating because I think, you know, and I'm just being very um, forward and blunt here, I really think it's just an idiotic move that you don't see. Mm. Um, and I think it's, you know, a chosen blindness, mm. the reason people don't see. Mm. But, you know, um, 
I've had to um, I just look at things and and realize sometimes people really can't see, mm. and it's not always a choice that they don't see. Mm. Um, they don't know any other way to maneuver. Mm, that's all they know. Right. They they you know most you know there are you know there are a great number of people that know and still choose not to. But there are definitely more people um, that don't even know. Mm. So um, I have moved away from the frustration part of it. Oh, yeah. um, just, or people. You know, right. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you know, as I continue to grow, I am really um, realizing that um, I, my frustration is not going to change what okay. they see and what they don't see. <laughs> um, so that's why um, I'm. I guess I'm just being really more. Um, I guess conscientious of it. Well, let me ask you this. So now, if I'm getting you correctly, so it makes you pull back a little bit more. Well, it, it it makes me pull back carnally. Okay. And, okay. And press forward spiritually. Now, I want to ask you: Does it enlarge your vision? Now, when I'm talking about vision, mm-hmm. okay. It does. It mm-hmm. does. It does, and it um it it brings about a a sense of awareness as well. Mm. Now. It brings about a sense of self-awareness, you know, really understanding, um, you know, communicating more with God to understand who I am and where it is that um, he's taking me. But it also brings me a a sense of spiritual awareness. Like you say, um, I guess a lead pulling back, you know, meaning that I don't get so... Um, carnally or or involved with this one thing or these mm-hmm. couple of things that I can't see anything outside oh. of that. Right. So the, for the you know pulling back and um, being able to look at the situation for what it is, mm. and it's almost like um, when I step back. It's like now I see those other things as opposed mm. to that one or two things. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it makes me, you know, seek God even more because now I see the disconnection in so many other places. Mm. Mm. See, sometimes you can be so involved with one situation or a few situations that you can't see anything else but those things. You know, and that that's why yesterday I asked you to pray for me, and you know, I need somebody outside of me to that I can trust to to give me. Even even though you know, you said you think, but I know we like I said, I was sitting in the middle of that meeting, and it just kind of settled on me on what direction to go. You know, so again, so that's why it's necessary at times to have your inner circle, somebody that you can lean on and trust to help you see what you need to see, not always what you want to see. Right. And and that's and that's really um that's an interesting place to be in. 
<laughs> you, Jesus. Interesting? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, give, give me a <laughs> Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. It's going to stop soon. Oh, Jesus. Woo! You know, analogy. You know, when you're seated at a table, you have a different perspective if you're just seated, you know, on you know, at the side of the table because you you know, you view your perspective, you can only see the people that are in front of you. I mean, you can because see, you have that head on that eye to eye contact. But see, the people that are sitting next to you, in order for you to have that full perspective, you either have to turn your body towards them, either to the right or the left, to get a full purview of them. But when you sit at the head of the table, you have a full perspective of everybody that's seated there with you. And so um, that's how it is when you're in situations. When you're in the middle of it, you know, a lot of times your um, your view or your vision is limited. Come on, yes, yes, yes. So when you're standing, you know, when you pull back or step back a little bit, you're able to see more so everyone else that's there and how the dynamic of it is really shifting or yes. moving or working. Yes. And then you see how, you know, um, each element or each person is interacting with one another. And you can see those things that are there that's probably making it work as well as the things that are, that are preventing it from flourishing. You know what? What you're saying is so significant to flowing with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's so, I mean, it's exact because we're so limited in our walk and our understanding, our position. But like you said, when you're forced to detach and you, be, like I said, I asked, does your vision enlarge? And you said, yeah, because then you begin to see things in a whole other perspective as God seeing things. Like you said, well, that, that's just the, I ain't going to say the tip of the iceberg. Right, but that I mean that's so key. We we're so caught up in what we see, what we know, and we're not getting an understanding of what God is trying to do or moving in, and and, and that's what that's where the conflict comes. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, but it's a hard place to be in though, because you have mm-hmm. to. Disengage yourself, and you and you go. <laughs> well, for me anyway, I said it like that, all right? Now somebody else might have that walk, right? But I'm talking about for me. I'm gonna just, just say it like that. One is vanilla, and one is like. No, now she gonna come on. Here she come. She gonna come in here whisper mode. What you say, Felipe? <laughs> Oh, she might be talking to somebody. Right. What are you talking about, Sam? No, that's me. That's you, Felipe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know what? <laughs> That's why I stopped getting on the line. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. So, um, when I was when you were talking, Erica, uh, what I was seeing was I was reading this book just the other day, just uh, just yesterday, and it was about it had a sniper in it. And when you were saying sit back and you're at the head of the table. And then Sam even took it further, which is what I was seeing was <clears throat> when we get connected in the spirit, when we get connected with the Holy Spirit, we don't really have to even sit at the head of the table because his vantage point will see everything. And what I was reading about a sniper is they look at all angles from one point. They don't have to move their body. They don't have to move anything but their eyes. And they can tell you in one glance the vantage point of, mm-hmm. of their target. And that's the same thing when we're when we are dealing in any situation. We might not be able to see the vantage point in the natural, but if we connect with the Spirit of God, He will show us each and every vantage point that the enemy is going to come at us with, as well as just a regular individual. And he'll show us exactly how to get out of it, you know, and how to maneuver around it for the suspected end. I'm going to lose you guys. I'll call back in. But um, it, 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 Hello. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Okay, well, I'm just making sure somebody's still on the line. It went to dead air for a minute. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that's, the, that's the awesomeness about being connected back with the Spirit of God. He, he, he shows us the vantage points that are necessary. But he also puts blinders on himself, which is an awesome thing, too, because that, therefore we don't get distracted on unnecessary things. So not only that, because what happens is a lot of times when we, sit at the, when we sit at the head of the table in and of ourselves, we get distracted by the little things as well as the big things. You know, a, a, a gesture, a comment, that was just all hands, and it throws us off the focus of where we're, where God is trying to trying to get us to go. But if we let Him, you know, when, when He leads us, I mean, I, I I think of how they do the Christ, that like they do horses, how He put they put blinders on the horse, so all they can see is what's in front of them. All we can, if we just focus on what's in front of us, He that's what He always tells us that we're supposed to keep our eyes on him. And when our focus is on him, our, 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 we have a panoramic view of where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do. 
and, and people always say that it's the opposite, but actually it's not. That tunnel vision that we have when we when we are focused on God, it actually increases our our range. It increases what we see. But it's when we put our focus back on us that our our that our our viewpoint becomes so so like miniature. I mean, it's it's so to the point where all is all you see is you. There's, you you miss on all the you miss everything else. And so I'm just gonna share that. But I just I just I just have to share that 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 the the the, the, the sitting back and focusing on God which is which is expands everything else. You he'll 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 make sure that your hand is put in the right direction. He'll make sure that you say the right things. He'll make sure that your feet are where they're supposed to be. What what table your feet are supposed to be under so that you can sit at the head of the table. So I'm going to shut up. That's all I have. Going back on you. She's going to run now. Well, you know, Felicia, I think you have, um, I think you're absolutely correct. Um, And now, now you, um, in my opinion, we're talking about, the and that's where uh, awareness comes in at because you have to be aware of where you are in your life if the if it's beneficial to sit <clears throat> at um to sit at the table or be at the head of the table because there are times in our lives where we do and we must have tunnel vision there are times in our life where we have to, well, I think at all times of our life we have to be um, focused. But as we grow in Christ and we begin, um, he begins to, um, I guess, direct us and move us in other positions, you're going to have to be able, you know, you're going to have to, I guess, be aware or know what it takes to sit at the head of the table, to really be, you know, because you're going to, it's like that multitasking thing that we were talking about last week, I think, with, um, what's his, uh, with Arthur, I'm sorry. Because, see, you're going to have to know um, if you're at the head of the table, it is a lot more responsibility or it's going to require more gifting for you to be able to sit at the head of the table and maintain it. Because you still have to be focused on God and, and, and have tunnel vision in some regards um, or in a lot of regards on what it is that he's directing you to do. But especially if you have leadership um, in you and you're leading a multitude of people or things, you have to sit at the head of the table to sit back to see how they're all working together and maintain your focus on God. So, you know, it's going to require, you know, um, a great deal of guidance and counsel with God to be able to sit at the head of the table or at the head of anything because you're working with a, a variation of dynamics. So then the question is, what you said, it's going to require more of your of your having a connection with God than it might require for those who are sitting on the side. 
Uh, to okay. yes. Yes. And you are definitely being tested and watched. Why are you doing it? Right. Because you know, just when we look at the um look at the regard, um, I guess the um parable about gifting, you know, some people have one, two, and some mm-hmm. people have multiple giftings. Mm-hmm. When you have and whatever your gifting is whether it's one or two, you have to be able to utilize that one. Mm. And when and when you grow in that, he will bestow other giftings on you. So it's almost like being able to, you have to understand and be aware of where you are and you have to use that, that, that gift for God's glory, for his benefit. And when you have, I guess, become um, a, a master, in a sense, of that gift, and you can, you know, almost like, it's almost like walking and chewing gum together. You're walking in your gifting, and that's what you do all the time. He can, he will bestow additional gifts on you that you're right. able to multitask. Right. But when you and when you have when you are um blessed with multiple giftings, that means you're walking in all of them. Mm. It's like you're walking in all of them, but that's not meaning that you're you're using you you it's like you you might be walking all of them like ten percent, but one of them at that point most mm. Right. Right. And believe it or not, when there are certain things that um happen one of the things that, um, you know, when there's a lot of things going on, you may have to rely more so on one gifting than another, but still be walking in the others. Oh, yes. You know what that what you're talking about reminds me back when you said martial arts training. There would be times that we, that we call like the circle of death when you would um have to walk or the line of death and you have to walk through. And anybody would attack you, and you'd have right. to defend yourself. Right. And you would do that so many times, but then what he'd also do after that, then he would blindfold you mm-hmm. and make you do the right. same. Right. So now you really got to trust in him, and you even tune in even more so. So, right. yeah. And, and and it's even amazing because you may have one or a couple of giftings that you walk in 100% all the time. Because it is just that natural for you, but sometimes other people don't see it. Mm. Because they see that that's just part of your makeup. That's just how they are. That's what they do. But because you're walking 100% in those um, those giftings at that particular time, you may, that's how it's able to help you sustain to focus on another gifting that you have to use for this situation. Yes. 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 Mm. So that is, and I think for all of us, there are going to be times where we have to sit at the head of the table, and there are times where we're just going to be sitting at the table. Mhm. Mhm. You're not going to always be at the head, and you're not always just going to be a member sitting alongside somebody either. Right. 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 So it's almost it's it's very comparable to us mastering the skill. 
But that is going to require that we, you know, have um, continual, you know, um, connection and conversation and intercession with God. Mm, Jesus, yes. And but you know what, Brother Timothy, we also got to understand that we always want to have the the things of God, but you have to we have to follow Christ's example too. Because if you look at it, what you just said is all Christ did. He went from being the head to humble. Right. And a lot of times we can't lead because we don't know how to do the humble part. Right. You know, and when we do, and why is it we find it so hard to be humble? You know, we find it so hard to be humble. I mean, when it's actually saying, being to that if she has a thing now where she doesn't want to use her gifts because she doesn't want to, she, she, she wants to stay humble. And I told her, I said, you know what? I said, the thing is that you can be humble, but you just got to remember where your gift comes from. Right. And that's the part that, that's, that's where pride, that's where pride takes you out of where you came from and how you, where you're going. I mean, that's how, that's how we, from the beginning, because we for, they forgot who created one second that makes you forget. Pride steps in and makes you forget who you belong to, who created you. You are as your own. So if, if, you, if you prophesy, you're supposed to be prophesying for God's glory, not your glory. Right, right. You know, and you and I and I and, and I was listening to um DDJs, and I listen to these ministers now, and I have nothing against the ministry or anything like that. But it's like, when did we go from making the ministry into a money maker when it's supposed to be free? We went from the business. We, we the, because the thing is. We have to learn. We have to remember what it, you know, the 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 where everything is supposed to be. So if you're in ministry, then you're a minister. You're not really a businessman at this point. When you're a businessman, you know, sometimes you can't. You have, just like you said, you have to you have to be able to know when to sit at the head of the table and when not to sit at the head of the table. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and the same thing for natural and spiritual. You have you can't walk around all day speaking a tongue. Just like you can't walk around all day and not acknowledge who God is. We have to learn a balance so that because this is a balanced life. We're, while we're here, we have to walk in such a, uh, it's a fine line. That's why he said nail is the way. It's real narrow because it just takes one stumble. It takes one rock to make you trip and fall on either side. Right. But, but when we when we finally when when you do that conscious acknowledgement of who you are, it's not as hard. It's not as hard. That's why Christ had to go to the to be by himself all the time. Because he knew Yes, God. <laughs> I said I was going back on mute. I'm I'm back on mute now. Because, you know, and, and you know, Felicia, you start going down. I mean, I'm following you because I believe that's one of the reasons that I'm, you know, sort of sick right now. Um, 
<clears throat> I have my hands in so many different things, but then there are so many different things that are going on around me, especially at work. And I think, you know, one of the reasons, you know, all that I'm doing all and all the going, God is just to sit for a little bit and just let these other things do whatever they're doing. So, you know, this is my time, you know, uh, because I guess pretty much I wouldn't take it as much as I needed it. This is the time for me to, you know, I guess have my alone time to be able to communicate on the call, be able to communicate with God so that I can be reinforced or rejuvenated so when I do go back into these different environments and arenas that I will be um, acting more so or responding in, you know, more of a fuller capacity the way God wants me to as a, as opposed to a little of this here and a little of that there. That's just like that's just like in one thing. It's just like with chiropractic, you know, being in the chiropractor's chair. Right. One thing is out of line. It affects right. everything else. Right. So now it's time for you to get back on the chiropractor's table and let him crack your back. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Right. You know, it's just like um, I was on the call for a few minutes yesterday. Then I had, you know. And I've been just ripping and running, I'll just say, for the last four or five days. since I've been ripping and running longer than that. But I look at everything I've done from Friday till yesterday. And <clears throat> when Sam called me Sunday night, <clears throat> telling me something about a uh, spirit in my house, I'm like, oh, Lord. Now, but before I shared with him everything that was going on, he and I had already been spiritually connected because, you know, as my days were going about, I was telling him, you know, with everything that was going on, I had, you know, it's like I was talking and speaking in the spirit while I'm washing clothes, doing this, because I've just, it's just been so many things going on. Then he calls me to tell him what, tell me what God is telling him, and I'm like, oh, God. So last yesterday, I wasn't, you know, I speak in the spirit, but still being, you know, I guess in a sense distracted, having to do other things that I need to do. And my body was so tired last night. I think I just read um, just one chapter of um, the Bible, and I forced, I'm like, Lord, I know I need to do it. So it's like I forced myself to read, then I went totally, you know, I went straight to bed. And in, in seeing that there are so many things I'm trying to juggle, God just said, uh-huh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you sit down for a few minutes because you need to, you know, direct or you need to find your focal point. Again, I need to give you that time, you know, to try to be in tune with me because it's like I was trying to fit it in with everything else that I was doing. So instead of trying to continue to fit it in, well, now I'm sitting at home in the bed. It's just one because I'm not 
uh, distracted by the other things, you know, internship, my job, the people, and all that. I have my focal point right now. Okay, last person to talk, was that Erica? Yes. Okay, Erica, while you were saying that, um, especially when you said for the people at your job, when you go in and you see the ones that seem to be irritating, smile at them and tell them God bless you. Because the reason why they're irritating you is because they see the God in you. And they're trying to find out how can they get it. And they're kind of cynical and jealous because you have it and you're not displaying it the way that they think that they would display it if they had it. So they're fighting with themselves. And the reason why I say that because I know I have talked about the place that I work in, much turmoil and nonsense is going on. Well, for the last couple of weeks since it's been, um, like, bitter cold in Chicago, on those bitter cold days, I didn't go to work. I stayed at home, and God kept me. Okay, um, the last week, only day I made it to work, and that was on Saturday. And when I walked in, some people were saying, hey, we ain't seen you in a long time, but in the meantime, you have my telephone number, you could have called, but you did what you did. And that's what you chose. The only thing I can do is respect that. Right. I had they walked around kind of disgruntled. I haven't done anything to them, but they're being just as rude and ignorant. But, again, if that's what you chose to do, okay, it's going to mess up your day. It's not going to mess up mine. So those are the things that tries to get you all focused because they try to get you to look at them and you to put up with their mess instead of you staying focused and guiding in the steps that God that gave you to walk. So whatever you're feeling overwhelmed in and you feel like it's being thrown at you, look at it in that manner to keep you focused because you're going to wind up blessing those same people who have anger in their heart against you. But for you forgiving and fulfilling that prophecy to them to do better, you're going to be okay. Now, they still got to be able to forgive themselves and to wrestle out of that nonsense that God can give the realm to try to protect. Thank you. I agree with you. I agree with you. They definitely want to, you know, change my focus, but... You know. Exactly. And it's two things that came to mind yesterday. Um, I was looking on the Internet, and they said that Maybelline, the makeup company, they are having an idea to make up these false masks for women to put on their faces. So that way they don't have to buy the foundation, the lipstick, the eyebrow shadow, 
Everything's on this mask, and you just put this false mask on your face. So at this point, you got people, you got women who wear weaves and wigs, and they gotten so attached to it. There's a small amount of them that would actually take care of their own hair up under there, but there's a larger amount of women that would get lazy and not do anything to their own hair. And they wind up with, like, scalp disorders and diseases. And with this mask, it's going to wind up doing the same thing. So while you want to portray this so-called beauty image, when you finally take that mask off, look at what all the other stuff is doing up under that mask. Now, another thing that caught my attention, too, um, me and my daughter, we were watching the frog, the princess and the frog, where you have the shadow man uh, pulling in the the broke prince and his, um, and his assistant. But then you have a young girl who's trying to live and fulfilling a, a dream she promised her dad. And so... Both of them, the both prince got turned into a frog, but then, too, the young girl got turned into a frog, too. But then now they're put into a realm where they have to depend on each other to get for what they what they think they want. And when they go over to the, um, to the, to the old wise woman, her main thing is you all have to dig deeper. You have to look deeper inside yourself to find that common denominator in order for it to turn on the energy for the things that you're looking for. So as they battle down going through the bayou and getting away from the um from the hillbillies trying to kill them for food to the alligator helping them get over to this wise woman to them trying to get over to a part for where they wind up coming to the common denominator, while in the meantime, you still got the devil chasing them, trying to make them think that they have no hope. <clears throat> and then when they realized that it was each other they had to look deep inside of to make them, themselves stronger, then that's when everything flourished. Uh. So we do have our own agendas. We do know some. We do know the way that God wants us to go. But then, too, we also have to start learning how to recognize our helpers. I know that's a little. I know it's a, a, a movie that was for kids, but if you look at the movie, it's really hitting all all levels of ages. Mm-hmm. They usually do. <clears throat>
And here is uh, what someone was saying earlier about widening your vision. I'm glad to see that somebody else sees the balcony moment. Because in the balcony, your preparational uh, vision, you get to see the bigger picture, the wider picture, and then it helps you out to walk a whole lot better instead of you being right in the middle of the midst of everything. So if you if you made your way up to the balcony, get you a limited refill of your favorite soda or drink, and and a limited uh, refill on your popcorn to sit back and watch the show. Yeah, I do a lot of show watching right about now. Okay, we well get your drink and your and your snacks. Always with popcorn and water. Okay. Ain't that right, Sam? Because <laughs> at times you say, okay, can I come out the bathroom yet? And then you see something else like, no, nah, let me have a seat. Ain't time to come out the bathroom yet. But one thing I will say, when the feeling does come over you to help out somebody that if you're in the carnal, you will be disgruntled by helping them out, follow your heart. Because it's helping out you, it's helping out them. If they don't appreciate it, they got to wrestle out about that. The only thing he asked us was, Hey, my children do my will. Now, for the ones that's not perceptive to it, that's that, that's when we turn them over to him. It's not an easy thing to do, but that's one of the requirements. Because so it's showing that we still have faith in him. And to what he made us to be, he's still showing faith in him that he has us and that we still have faith in him to know that uh, he's not going to steer us wrong. Okay, Sam, you can go ahead and speak. No, just I'll say she, I asked to uh, pray and take us in the direction, see where we want to go. We show in the direction, all right? <laughs> but it's a good thing, though. Oh, always. All right, give me a minute, then I guess I'll go do the reading. Okay.
Hello? Hello? Is it over? No, I'm trying to find something to read. He wants to get the book. All right, I got the book. Okay. Well, I had the book. Oh, here it is. Okay. These signs should follow them. Jesus did not say these signs should follow just the apostles, the preachers, or the teachers. He said these signs should follow them that believe. When I was a Baptist boy, I knew nothing about divine healing, for I never heard or preached. I just knew what Mark 11:22 through 24 says about faith and prayer. My body was almost totally paralyzed. I had a serious organic heart condition and an incurable blood disease. The doctor said I had to die, but I prayed the prayer of faith for myself and I was healed. I came off that deathbed as a Baptist boy who preached faith and healing. I gave my testimony everywhere I went. I laid hands on everybody I could find who wanted hands laid on them, and I anointed them with oil. I saw people healed. I stood alone. I didn't know anybody else who believed in divine healing, but it never bothered me. I stood on the word of God and said, come hell or high water, I'm standing on it. Nobody's going to move me off of it. If nobody but me goes to heaven, I'm going there. One day a Presbyterian woman told me her Pentecostal mother-in-law was coming for a visit. You'll be interested in meeting Grandma, she said because she believes like you do. She believes in divine healing. She told me how her mother-in-law got people here while visiting them in their homes and laying hands on them. She is 82. What a healing ministry this elderly Pentecostal woman had. I never was so thrilled in my life to finally meet somebody who had enough sense to believe the Bible. I knew she was arriving on a certain day, so I went over the, late that afternoon. It was about 1935, the middle of depression, and those folks were sitting in rockers on their front porch enjoying the cool of the day. 
After I was introduced, I said to the dear old lady, Grandma, tell me a story. Well, she said, we came out here to Texas many, many years ago, about 1865. My dad settled up some land. You could get it for a little nothing. It's 40 miles to the nearest school, so I didn't go in. I didn't get any education. I grew up, married a neighbor boy whose folks also owned a lot of land, and we had our family. I still didn't know how to read or write, but I sent our children to school. They were all grown up when some people came along and started what they called a brush arbor meeting. They put up some posters and strung some wires from post to post and put brush on top of it. I got saved and baptized with the Holy Ghost. And you know, when I got baptized with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues, God taught me to read the Bible. I can read the Bible and never made a mistake, but it's all I can read. I can't read anything else. Then we moved to town. My husband and boys would go out to work the farm in the daytime, and I'd be left alone. I got to asking the Lord, Lord, is there something I can do? I couldn't sing in the church because I didn't have any voice for music. I couldn't teach a Sunday school class because they used a quarterly, and I couldn't read the quarterly. One day I was at home praying and reading the Bible from Mark here. I read, These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And I thought, it doesn't take any education to lay hands on folks. It says believers will lay hands on the sick. So I just went through the neighborhood and acquired about any sick folk I could find. I would spend from 9 in the morning until 3 in the afternoon every day visiting sick people and reading the Bible to them on the subject of healing. Usually they had never heard about it. After reading to them about three days, I would say, Now, would you like for me to lay hands on you? You know, practically everybody I laid hands on got healed. The amazing thing about it is that most of the people I was laying hands on were bed fast and given up to die by the doctors. Here was a little uneducated woman who wasn't a minister of the gospel. She had never even taught a Sunday school class, but she was laying hands on the sick, and they were recovering. Laying on of hands belongs to all of us. Years later, preaching down in East Texas, I heard about a fellow who had a greater reputation for getting people healed than ministers of the gospel in that part of the country. I wanted always to meet Brother F. He was an old-timer, one of the pioneers of the Pentecostal movement. Then my wife and I had the good fortune to hold a revival meeting in the church where he was a deacon. He wasn't a preacher. He was a farmer. Dear old Brother F. was 72 at the time. He and his wife had asked to keep us in their home. I would sit there with him day after day and discuss things with him. I asked him to tell me his story. He said, well, we got saved in what they called the old Overton Tabernacle. It was the first Pentecostal of full gospel work east of the Trinity River in Texas. This is around 1906. In those early days, we didn't have any organization in Pentecostal circles. He, when we were without a pastor, we wouldn't, don't, didn't know where to go get one. Ours was the only Pentecostal church in East Texas. We had no communication with any others, so we just had to pray to God to send us a pastor. During times when we were without a pastor, if some of the congregation got sick, they called for us deacons because we were the leaders. I would go and anoint them with oil and lay hands on them, and folks got healed. Well, there was a medical doctor in this area, and a number of patients he'd given up to die were healed through our prayers. Then his wife came down with cancer. He put her on the train and sent out a specialist in New York City, but they sent her home to die. 
They couldn't do anything for her. So the doctor, he was Presbyterian, invited my wife and me to come pray for her because he knew our prayers got results. We with the doctor's wife, anointed over oil, and she was completely healed of terminal cancer. From then on, when any of this doctor's patients got beyond his age, he would tell them, i tell you what I'd do if it was me. I'd call for that Pentecostal deacon and have him anoint me with oil and lay hands on me. My wife was healed of terminal cancer. Brother F said, I got so busy going and visiting the sick that I had to get somebody else to run the farm. I was practically gone all the time. Brother Hagen, what's amazing about this is that the people I was laying hands on had been given up to die. They were bed fast, yet very seldom did they get failed to get healed. I said, now, Brother F., let's get this straight. Did God tell you to do that? No. Do you have any kind of calling? No. I never even felt called to be a deacon. The church just elected. <clears throat> do you have any kind of anointing? No, no kind of anointing. I'm just a farmer, just a fifth grade educator. But I believe the Bible. I read there, these signs follow them that believe. They lay hands on us the and they shall recover. After five years, Brother F went home to be with the Lord. I referred to him in the meeting. I was holding these texts because these people still remembered him. Afterwards, Pastor Goodwin told me he was a talk, taking prayer requests one night, and a young woman in the church said, I want the church to pray. Married eight years now, and we don't have any children. I went to the doctor today. He said I would never be able to have children. Medically impossible. I want you all to pray for me. Brother F's widow was now about 81. Pastor Goodwin said she went right to that young woman and said, Young lady, you can have a baby and become a mother. The Bible says so. She began to read scripture where God promised, There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren. Exodus 23 and 26. She laid hands on her and prayed. A short time later, the young woman returned to the doctor. She said, I want you to run tests. I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> he said, I know better. It's no use. You can't be. It's impossible. This doctor, however, was one of the son of the old Presbyterian doctor. He had taken over his father's medical practice. The young woman said, well, Sister S said I could. Oh, the doctor said, if Sister S said you could, you can I was just a 12-year-old boy when Dad had brother and sister F come on in and anoint Mom with oil and lay hands on her, and she was healed of terminal cancer. As long as Dad practiced with me, he said, now, when your patients get beyond your age, all them to always tell them about Brother F. The doctors didn't want to tell them ahead of time about Brother F because that would have cut their practice. <laughs> That's funny. That's true. Oh, he said, you can hardly blame them for that. <laughs> After the test was run, sure enough, she was pregnant. When the time came for the baby to be born, the doctor said, well, you can't have a baby naturally. We'll have to take it by cesarean section. The mother to be said, well, Sister F said I could. Oh, the doctor said, that's different. <laughs> I said you could. You can. <laughs> Pastor Goodwin said, <laughs> This doctor contacted me and said, now when it comes time for that baby to be born, I want you and Sister F there. I'm a medical man, and I know from a scientific standpoint that she can't have that baby by natural birth. You know what? That's a man of faith and walking in wisdom. And what do okay. you say, Renee, about your health mates? Mm. 
He said, I want you and Sister F to be there. I'm a medical man, and I know from the scientific standpoint that she can't have that baby by natural birth. He didn't even want to cut her face. You okay. see? Mm, that, 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 I like that. The time came. to land about. Okay, okay. I'm on my brother's keeper. Okay. <laughs> the time came, Pastor Goodwin and his wife were phoned, and they went into the woman's house. Sister F had been staying with her for several days. Brother Goodwin told me I just sat outside and prayed. That Presbyterian doctor came out of the house in 10 minutes and stuck his hand in the car window. He was weeping. He said to me, Brother Goodwin, God and Sister F have done it again. We got a miracle in here, a beautiful baby boy. Remember now, Sister F had never preached a sermon in her life. She was not a preacher. She was a farm wife, but a believer. God's the same God now he was then. That was back in 1943 or so. He's the same now. He hasn't changed. And when we, he can find somebody he can work with, God and man can do it again. Who can lay hands on the sick? Believers can. Okay. Mm, that's pretty good. Well, that's funny that you came up with that um, with that story because just a couple of days ago they had reported on a baby boy being born, and when he came out, he was still in his sack. When he came out, what? He was still in his um, he was still in his um, in his embryo sack mm. when he was born. So they had to bust the sack. Out to release him, and they said they was really um, surprised because first off, he was born like three months early, and I guess when uh, the babies come out and their sack is still intact, it is, I guess it's a form of the baby aborting itself. Oh wow! But the little boy is doing good. I oh, praise the Lord. Okay. So, you know what I said? He's got anointing on him already. <clears throat> okay. Praise the Lord. But this is a lot of doctors that's in awe and in wonder on how on how he came into the world and that he showed signs of being okay. Mm. Erica, sound like you snoring. I was about to ask that. <laughs> I was. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess it's time for prayer requests. Well, you know I'm going last. <laughs> Almost. Can you get prayer for me? Huh? I was just saying he could pray for me. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay, 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 okay. Sharombo se yando ko rombo sande yo rombo sande yese yo rombo ko rande ko sande yasa rando ko rombo sate yando ko siki yando ro sande ki yo. Okay. 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 Okay
And then maybe after about three three days, she would um she would then pray for them. If you look throughout the scriptures, if you have a tendency to pay attention, the word went forth first, then the miracles. So many times we try to jump up and do things without the word. God might tell you or lead you, and all understand me. Again, everything is led by the Holy Spirit. He might just have you lay hands on somebody. Again, but majority of times throughout Scripture, the word has gone forth, and then the miracles happen. So that should tell you that's just that's just the process. Put the word out there. Put the word out there. Find what the word says about a particular situation and circumstance. Then. Pray for your miracle, your breakthrough, your turnaround. Pray for your situation or your circumstance. Find out what the word has to say for it, and then stand on it for a while. Now, it might be a moment. It might be a month. It might be a year. It might be a decade. Okay, depending on what it is. True. But let God's word lead you into all truth. Trust in him. Seek him. And stand there for. And right now I'm talking to me when I'm talking about stand there for and trust in him in spite of myself, in spite of what I'm feeling and what I'm looking. Just stand there for and trust my God. Trust my God for my deliverance, for my breakthrough, for my turnaround, for my healing, for my anointing, for my family, for my finances. Trust my God for even the wisdom how to go about to navigate, to bring in the harvest, the wisdom mm, mm, mm. about how to move, who to speak to, when to speak to, the wisdom. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Jesus, I'm praising you right now, Father, for the turnaround. And all of my situations and circumstances, Lord, the courage to stand up and to trust and to seek you again and again and again and again and again and again and again, Lord. In spite of what it looks like, in spite of what the devil may do, may try to do what happens or doesn't happen, Lord, just to trust you again. Hold me up, Father, again. Love me again. Forgive me again. Heal me again. Deliver me again, Lord. Mm. Encourage me again, Father. I'm seeking you right now for myself, for my family, for my friends, for my associates, for the prayer, for whomever you desire to. T- I'm seeking you right now, Father. Mm. I'm seeking you again. Father God, this woman of God named Erica, Father, who in your divine way hooked me back up with, Lord. In your divine understanding, Lord, paired us back together, Father, And we've developed a relationship, Father, which is much deeper than we had before. She's just trying to hit on me before, just to let y'all know. 
But we developed a relationship much deeper than we had before, Father. A relationship that's built on your word. Mm-mm-mm. A relationship that's built on your spirit, Father. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. A relationship that's built around you, Christ. That means that's an eternal bond, Lord. Mm. That's an eternal relationship, Father. Thank you, Father. We're doing some things right now that's going to last throughout eternity, Lord. Mm. Some relationships, Lord, that's going to last throughout eternity. Right now, Father, I'm coming on behalf of Erica, her family, her situation and circumstance. Lord, I'm going to just say this, Lord. Just be God. Just be God, Lord. Just be God. Lord, you said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm here in Chicago. She's in Atlanta. But, Lord, yeah, yeah, omnipresent. Amen. Do you believe God can heal you, Erica? Yeah, I do. Father God, this is your daughter. Do you believe God can heal you totally? Yes. From everything that you're dealing with physically. Everything I do. Lord, Father God, right now, when I tell you, just lay your hands on your head. In the name of Jesus, Lord, anoint, heal, move now. Put your hand on your head. to the dry places in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Cast that disease to the dry places in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, right now her system is supernaturally lining up in, in harmony, Lord. Shit, of course, every aspect of her body is lining up in harmony, Father. Every aspect, Father, every cell. Every cell. Every cell, every organ, every system, Lord, is supernaturally by the hand of God right now. She cannot forbid any malfunction in her body right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Total, total correction. Wow. 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 Thank you, Father. 
And just keep Thank praying you. in the spirit. God's continue. He's just moving. Just keep praying in the spirit. She's praying. Anybody else want prayer? Lord, we give you the glory. Give you the praise, Lord, for what you're doing. You ready for yours right now? Yes, 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 Lord. Mm, I want to pray for Yes, Father Renee. Renation, <laughs> You're coming to a crossroads soon. A crossroads soon. Which direction you want to go in. And it'll be your choice. The better blessing will be more difficult. But it'll be your choice. The better blessing you will have to wait upon longer, fight harder. But it'll be your choice. If you go all the way, that's fine. It's a choice. But you will soon come into a crossroad. Recognize when you are there. Upon the Lord, and, and he's going to, he's going to, and, and, talk, and talk to him. See, go before him and, and spend some time and some counsel. We just read about what did the word of God say about, about you know, lady who read the word of God before she prayed for healing. Well, when you hit your situation, your circumstance, see God for wisdom. See God for understanding. See God for discernment. See God for clarity. Spend some time. You ain't got to rush. You ain't got to rush. See God and ask him, because, see, you you need to be clear, because when you step out, you're stepping out toward the destiny that God has for you, whether you go to the left or to the right. It is from God. But you need to know, again, so I say the better one is going to require more of you. You're going to have to put in more, and it's going to require more. Not going to just easily, re, you know, easily reap a benefit like a job. You know, you, you you get a check every week or two. A business, you might have to work hours. And 
hopefully get a benefit later on. But if you continue to apply yourself and apply yourself, then later on you might be in a better position to reap a bigger harvest. But look at all the time that you sowed before then. Like I'm sowing now? Like you're sowing now. Like you're sowing now. So, so trust in God and see God. Seek wisdom. See, this one thing I love about that book, and when I was reading the book of Proverbs, actually, um, I never really looked at it in that light. Wisdom was with God when he formed the world, when he formed the seas, the boundaries, everything that we see. Wisdom was there. How how far should the seed come in? How high should the mountain go? What type of trees do we need to make? How should the seeds look? What kind of animal? Wisdom was there. What about what about certain certain patterns in the clouds? What about this? What about that? What even to the point where okay, Lord, now I got this this earth form. Now I know that you're gonna have a mount a, a meteor come and strike this and it's gonna put it on its axis, but it still still things need to function, Lord. They say if this earth was one one degree out of out of its own office axis than it is, we would spin out of orbit. Wisdom was there. And this is the powerful king about it. Wisdom was there then, wisdom is here now, and wisdom will avail or uh, reveal itself to you if you avail yourself to wisdom, if you humble yourself and if you seek wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because truthfully, you're seeking wisdom, and wisdom is really truthfully seeking you. She's looking for those who will humble, who will submit, who will seek and say, I need godly wisdom. I need godly counsel. That's powerful. If you think what you have at your disposable, disposal, that's powerful. So when you come to your crossroad, say, I, I, I wisdom, I need you. Cry for wisdom, I need you. Holy Spirit, would you send wisdom here? And okay, what do I do and how do I do it? She'll come and she'll start to counsel you. And, and, and you know, and she like the Holy Spirit, you know, now if you make her mad, she gone. But seek the wisdom of God when you're at your crossroad. Spend some time with wisdom. Spend some time with godly counsel. And then when you make up your mind, make a determination that you're gonna you're gonna step out and you're gonna do it. You're not gonna step back and you're gonna press on. And that is your prayer for today. Okay, so my question is this. Because as we talked a couple of days ago, you said you noticed that I stand back and I watch and I listen, and I'm not not quick to judge or lash out. Mm -hmm. And with that, I called it, you know, for God giving you patience. But then that just made you wisdom. That's another way you access wisdom, correct? Okay. And then two, um, like and like I said, for the last couple of weeks with this bit of cold, I've been following my first mind of not going out <coughs> and just staying home. And hey, I'm still here. Mhm. Life's still on, water's still on, gas still on. I'm still here, and Lord, I am highly and heartfelt grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um. So out of the things that we coming up against, it's looking to hit a nerve and to get me mad, and I don't get mad, but that bad spirit that tries to get me mad, now they're confused, they're upset, they're mad because, oh, how come she's not reacting to it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so wisdom stepping in again. 
Okay, and then two is um, you notice like at the church when it's time to put up stuff, which it shouldn't be have to be said, um, to help out my daughter to put up the sound equipment. But then too, just like I said, my daughter, um, you don't see it now, but you never know who's watching. And as long as you stay dedicated for coming up here and setting up the sound and taking the stuff down, you're really strengthening up your character that that person is watching you, is seeing you. So there's going to come a time for where that person that was watching you, they're going to come to you and ask you for your expertise. So they first they thought that you were faithful. And then also shows that you were thorough and that you stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Now, for the other people who have to, and this is what we talked about the other day, too, people have an opportunity to help out somebody. Mm-hmm. Out of that opportunity of you helping them, it also bless you. But if you don't take up that opportunity, then that's a blessing you just missed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I want to thank you today for giving me the right naming of my uh, of my lantern holder. Okay. I will call it uh, a beacon from a lighthouse, but a beacon from a from from, from a lantern. Okay. And I am gonna pray for myself. Before I leave up out of here, because I'm on my way to go do taxes. And so right now, there's a lot of stuff that's staring at me. It's like, I dare you, I dare you to sneeze, I dare you to, to walk, I dare you. And they already, it already had me fall two times already. Once on my back, it hit my head. Once forward, where I wound up laying in the street prostrate and barely getting the fire car. So, I'm going to leave it up to Wilson for what that third was going to be. <laughs> so, I don't want to talk myself off path. Okay. But, uh, wherever, Wilson, Holy Spirit, Jesus, God got me going through, like I said, I'm on stage. <laughs> I'm on stage because we're out of the out of the carnal things, people are looking for me to be connected to material things, this, that, and the other. And so right now, I'm just trying to uh, stay in pattern for the things that I need. Yeah. And, like, for my birthday, I didn't go out and do anything. But I did get, I think it was, like, about maybe over 100 happy birthdays. Okay. Okay, so that's just that many people and probably with some more. Who was in agreement of me being uh, in honor of meeting my anniversary date of when I first was put on the third? Alrighty. Which is a priceless gift, and it was, and it was a hard one. Anybody can afford it. Mm-hmm. Just by a word. Mm-hmm. And in turn, I had. Um, let me see. I should be able to bring it up on here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, I can't. 
Give me just a minute. Okay, so this is what I put back in for to thank everybody that sent me birthday wishes. And it says, Facebook fam, I'm sending out a very big heartfelt thank you to all of the birthday calls, texts, and Facebook posts. You are all, I mean, you all are most appreciated and loved. And for fellow fishies, let's make the month of March pop and sizzle with great and loving memories. And for my childhood people, Team Cougars, Wildcats for life. So I got pictures down here. Now, Cougars is from, it's the mascot from my middle school. Oh, uh, yeah, sure it is. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Wildcats is the mascot from my high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I got- I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so... For some of the pictures I put up, it's got on one of them that says, when God made you, he made his very best. And then I have a, um, a heart made out of red um, rose petals and ivory ribbon. The next picture states, may God shower his blessings on you today and every day. Okay, and then the next one is namaste. My soul recognizes your soul. I honor the love, light, beauty, truth, and kindness within you because it is also within me. And sharing these things, there is no distance, no difference between us. We are the same. We are one. Namaste. So then it has the um, the big T and wildcats going through it with Orton and then a picture of a wildcat. So out of this, it was just showing me of being appreciative of them being in agreement. All right, Cooler. <laughs> you know, so you sound so like marshmallow right now. <laughs> what you mean? Now, because she stood up there, because she, because. With her and uh, my daughters, they went to Eisenhower, so they're cardinals. Oh, okay. So they're birds. <laughs> so I said, well, you know, um, cats beat birds. So they said, well, y'all so old now, y'all went from wild cats to cougars. I said, no, we were cougars before we were wild cats. <laughs> and she was like, no. I said, yeah, I said, in middle school, we were cougars. That was our mascot. And we got to, when we got to high school, then we changed over to wild cats. Uh-huh. You said, well, y'all cougars again now, so you're okay. I mean, a cat still lick a bird. Funny. That's just funny. So we're, uh, we're, we're so it's, it's nice to see that we're staying in agreement. And then, too, I had told you about some stuff that I had seen in the vision. Uh-huh. Where as long as I stay spiritually put it, I got to follow it. 
And then the final is going to be some stuff for where it's going to be some, um, it's going to be some haters and some, for people, I'm not going to say haters, but people don't understand. It's going to try to um, throw me off. <coughs> because what they feel for what they feel. So when I first when I first seen it, it kinda had you at a uh, crossroads. It showed me the spirit. It showed me the heart. But it didn't show me your face. Mm. But it showed me some markers where I would be able to recognize it. Okay. And that would have me in, and it would have me in awe. Mm. But then at this crossroads, and like um, I was saying, or um, looking at Princess and the Frog, the wise, the, the woman, of, the old woman of wisdom had told them they got to dig a little deeper. And that was basically for those two from being at a humble at a humble position because the female she was already humble. It was the guy who had to learn how to be humble because he got everything that he thought he wanted. Right. Okay, but they had to come to the crossroads of understanding of what they were looking for in order for their destinies and their desires of their heart to be met and to flourish. So, in this vision, it showed me, like I said, just the spirit, the heart, and uh, other few things, but it never showed me a face. So, Whatever that we go through, we have to also be mindful to look to see what lines up for the tools that was given to us, whether it be through visions or through um, prayer or uh, whatever the Holy Spirit got you walking through. Mm -hmm. So, like I told you before, thank you for being that part of my spiritual health guidance. And out of this is also showing me on, you know, like I was saying about going into work and being um where things are coming up trying to distract me mm-hmm. and to send me in the other direction. This is making me stronger enough to just go in and see for what it is. Right. And then to keep it out of my hands and to also let it marinate on them, for them to pay enough attention to realize for them to stop doing for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so out of that, I think that I'm growing, I'm growing pretty well. All right. Time, 
And yesterday, um, when I was at the doctor's office with my daughter, uh, we was trying to make up a plan for when it's that time for her to go in, how are we going to handle it? <laughs> so cause I was telling her, I said, I can see some folks now sitting up there like, well, I do this, I do that. I was like, you know something, I said, we're going to do just like what we said we're going to do. Because over there by the church, it's pretty much a um, train belt. And heaven forbid, it's that time, and we got to leave from the church, and and all them slow trains want to come up. Oh, okay. So I said, well, you just going to go ahead and... um." have the hospital and the ambulance on speed down. Because, too, they've been having a lot of babies being born on the side of the um, expressway, too. So as long as we have the ambulance on speed down, everything in the ambulance is going to be that they, what they don't need. <laughs> and if they don't need it, it was there just in case. Okay. And like I said, all's gonna be good. Okay, I'll finish with my little testimony. <laughs> uh, anybody else want prayer? I do. I do. Okay, I do. Ready, I do. I'm gonna let you listen to this song first.
You ready, Miss Felipe? Yeah. What was that saying? I was asking Felicia if she was ready. Okay. <clears throat> Father God, Felicia, Rombo Sia Shitagan, Russell, Bosidagan, that's your Dosidago, Rombo, Costagan, Randa, Shitago, San Rasidago, say, Horabokara, Shitago, say, did it go? Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Mm. Okay, earlier when I had was asking for you, I was asking um wanted to ask, you know, how I know you all CFF, I know you all did start trying to get together, whatever. Um, how did how did how does that working for you? How you know, just the just the initial stages of that? Um we have not got together yet. Okay, so I was talking to Fannie Marie. I know. I mean, maybe y'all did some phone conversations or something like that, like right before your trip. Yes. Okay, that's what she was talking about. Okay, that's a vital, very vital for what God wants and needs you all to do. If nothing else, maybe that might be an idea for you all, just to do a conference call at least once a month with all, just like we do on the line. You pick it however you know. But it's very vital, even if you all just get in there and pray together or whatever. Because I know sometimes getting, you know, getting together is hard schedule-wise, but if you can just do it over the phone, you know, you can use a conference call line number. That's that's not an issue. Okay. Um, but it's key. So all you all need to sow seed into that, which is right now going to be your time, your, your time and your effort and your energy of spending time getting before God. This very, very key. Now, the other thing that I got for you, I'm going to say it like this. Would you quit being so doggone scared? <laughs> I, I ain't no better way to say it. Mm-hmm, not me. I can't do that. Oh, no, no, that's too big. No, I, I, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You look at it. Nah, I can't. That's somebody else. I'm, and you might, like I said, you might toe tap a little bit. You know, take your little toe and put it in the water. Nah, it's too cold. It, you know, it ain't. It, it's too cold. It's too hot. It's too deep. It's too shallow. You're gonna come up with something. <laughs> but you gotta get in. Just like you jumped in, you went to see your dad. How did that turn out? It turned out good. Was it needed? Yes. Was it a blessing? Yes. Did you find out that even though you thought you couldn't do it, didn't have the money, but somehow or another it worked out? Yes. And you came back and nothing was destroyed and everything was intact and your children still alive? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How all that happen? Because you and yourself were hesitant, but you said, I prefer to step out and believe and trust God. And the end result, you went down there, you stepped out in faith, you were blessed, you were a blessing. The things got addressed that needed to get addressed because you were really needed, am I correct? Yes. And then you came back and everything was in order. So now the God has said, okay, you see I can do it for you. Are you willing to step out again is what he's asking. Okay. (laughs) 
She had a long hesitant, okay. She didn't say yes, she didn't say no. <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm good. And you know what? As we grow and we mature, we begin to count calls, you know, and that's wise. But I'm just telling you, you know, he's he's waiting on you. It's not quite clear as to what exactly the next journey is or the next step is. But it's coming. So when it begins to when it begins to present itself, look at what you just went through, look at how you went through it, and look at the results. And then say, okay, God, well, you gonna you did it. What's the song? You did it before. You can do it again. Yeah. I don't know how, but I'm gonna trust you, and step out on it. He needs you to step out on it. He needs you for his body, for his kingdom work. That's why. And see, the other thing about it is. He's been, I'm going to say it like this, he's been bugging you about it. He didn't let you escape it. Am I right? He said what? I don't know what you want to do first. Okay, okay, all right. I'm going to ask you a question. How much time do you spend praying in the spirit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, okay, okay, because we done had that discussion before. Okay, so I'm just asking. So as you begin to pray, he'll begin to reveal. We were talking about this earlier, the head of the table, and that, and to be at that head of the table, you got to have like a constant connection to him as well as a constant connection to everything that's going on around. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that the, honestly the best and the easiest way for that to happen is to pray in the spirit, and he'll train you through that. Okay. He, see, he'll train you, dude. That's how you, that's, you know, like I said, you know, well, y'all hear me when I'm on the line. I'm everywhere and praying and whatever. But he's he's trained, he's grown me up to that point. He ain't no respected person. He's just looking for a willing vessel to say yes. So you're on the right path. Clarity will come as you pray. Clarity will come as you as you as you set aside a time that hey this is my time for me and God one on one or however you need to do it however He directs you then you'll get clarity. So trust in what He's doing, pull not back, and in due time He'll show you exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it. Amen. Fanny Marie says she wants prayer. So hold on. <clears throat> oh, he's coming around this door. I saw you at the truck. Whichever way you want to go, woman. I always a perfect. 
Uh, she probably slapped me right now. She is close by. You have too good of a time over there, man. Hey, you know. <laughs> hey, either laugh or cry. Hey, yeah, that's true. Always show joy. Okay. Oh, Fanny, 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 Babani, Kamani, Kabani, Sabani, Fanny, Kasani, Kabani, Fanny. I took you way back. Remember that was kid. What's that, the Sharelle? I don't know who made that, so I just remember it from when I was a little kid. Fanny Marie Ivy Wolford. This is a comproche de cassé de le corambasse de cassandra de le cassade. Hmm. Hmm, yeah, okay. Okay. And see, a key for you all is learning from each other, you, Fanny, and Cynthia. Because Fanny herself, she's a little bit of a toe tapper, but she'll go ahead and jump in and then she'll get back out. You know, so she'll she'll jump in a little bit. She just she's just in a little bit more deeper water than you. That's all, Felicia. So she she just got kind of got used to it. Let me go ahead and jump in, cause I cause I know I'm gonna get pushed in if I don't jump in. So let me just go ahead and do it. But God is really really working working in her and working through her and using her. And she's sensing that even 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 in the I'm gonna say the disruptions that occur, the, the the points in her life where things get unsettled and things just kinda of fall out of place. She she's even seeing God work in those situations and circumstances. And she's developing two things on a much higher level. One is trust. She's developing a trust in God regardless of the situation or circumstance. And she's also developing a peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. And, and she's allow, and she's allowing it to tell her what to do. See, it tells you the word to seek peace and pursue it. So it's like once she's got hold of it, she she she's not. Nah, I ain't letting go of this peace. I'm not letting go of this truck because she's recognized those, those are like the the reins of the horse that that that's keeping her keeping her into the saddle. So just hold on, woman of God. Even though the bride might get bumpy, situations, circumstances might get chaotic, you're still developing and growing in a trust and a peace that is much, much deeper than you have ever had in your life, and you're recognizing the voice of God throughout. It doesn't matter if it's a hailstorm, if it's if it's quiet, I don't know. You're recognizing the voice of God regardless of what's going on, and you know his voice, and that's what you're keying on. When you're walking in that peace, then you hear his voice and you trust uh, how to move and when to move. And you're growing in that capacity. So don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't stop seeking the Lord, walking with him, trusting in him. Don't stop. Just continue to let God increase in your heart and your life. And you'll be blessed and a blessing to many others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Anybody else? I have nobody else. I'm going to say somebody pray for me and then we can get out of here. 
Somebody else. Do it. You said what? Okay, no problem, sir. All right, you. Okay, Lord, as we come unto your son in the name of Jesus Christ, we Uh, are praying for Brother Sam Farley. Lord, we want to thank him and thank you for making, for letting him be a much awesome vessel being used by your word, by your wisdom, and for your will. Lord, as you go through today, equip him with an overwhelming portion of armor, protect him, send out protecting angels to help protect his path, as well as his thoughts, and to stay focused on you. And Lord, let him see where your hand is touching him today in his walk. So you gave him this day to do your will and also to make a difference, to open eyes, open hearts, to open souls, and to also welcome in spirit. Spirit to have a good feeling and knowledge of you. For where with that, it will be a lot of light shine for where the carnal may not see the sunshine, but in the people that he touches today, they surely will. Lord, he has taken on an awesome task. A lot of us ask to be used as willing vessels, and he has emptied himself for you to have an overflow in him. So let him feel, let him see, let him experience on all levels the overflow that you have in him and what you're about to show him that he can do only through you. In your son, in your son Jesus the Christ's name, we pray with all of the highest praise and the thank you to you. We say amen. Amen. Okay, Brother Frawley, you ready to go out there and meet the world? <laughs> yeah, I want to um, lift up two people. I want to lift up uh, Tia and um, Bobby Christina again. Okay. Um, you pick one. You pay for one, I'll pray for the other. You said the first one was Tia? Yeah, that's Fannie Marie's niece. Okay. Lord, we come unto your son, Jesus Christ, today to uplift Tia. For whatever Tia may be wrestling with, or either her mind is being pulled on trying to get to know you. Lord, send out angels to minister to her, to get her to see the good in you. And that what you have for her in order for her to flourish and to have a better feeling and sense of self. Lord, turn her sights away from all of the unnecessary man made happenings of false joy. Lord, let her experience no joy. Let her also start working herself into the body of you. 
so she can see her purpose, know her purpose, and enjoy her purpose as well as the abundance you also have for her. Lord, she is a beacon. She is a lighthouse being built. So let her learn the ways of priming the pump to be able to produce a light that can shine for everyone to see. And to make also a difference in the people who come across their path. A positive difference. Holy Spirit, embrace her, hold them close to, hold her close, very close to your bosom. So right now I don't have a feel I'm getting a feeling that she's in her teens, late teens, maybe around twenty. That's just a feeling I'm having. Um <coughs> Right now, you know she's in a trying time because she's being pulled. But, Lord, let her know that she has comfort in your arms. Please open her eyes, her spirit, her soul, her mouth. Let her totally be used by your will and your word. In your son of Jesus, we pray. Amen. With much high praise. Amen. All right, I'm going to lift up Bobby Christina. i Yes, Lord, continue to talk to her, speak to her. Love on her. Let the word of God enter into her heart. As you bless, as you heal, as you anoint her. Keep her in your bosom, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yep. How old is how old is Tia? She's a little baby. Oh, she's a little baby? Mm-hmm. She's um dead to rush her back to the hospital. Okay, what's going on? Uh she was born before time and um but she's been, you know, developing and growing and that stuff, so something happened over the weekend. Oh might have been on the prayer call. Yesterday. That was yesterday when I did the um did the Walls of Jericho thing, Marie because I texted some people, Marie called me and told me that um, they had to rush her to the hospital. Okay. So they didn't say what had offset or they had to take her back to the hospital. No, I haven't. I texted her off and on, but I, you know, we didn't we didn't discuss her, so I really don't know. Okay, how old is her mom? Mom's probably in her twenties. That's who's age I was saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I said somewhere within late teens, early 20. Yeah. Okay, my... and she's an arm baby? What do you mean by arm baby? Uh, say like anywhere between, say anywhere from like a month to maybe four or five months old. Oh, um, she's older than that, and I think she's actually beginning to walk. Okay. Felicia, you know how old uh, T is? She might not be online. Yeah, she she she's um, cause like I said, she was a preemie, 
And, um, you know, but she's been so far, she's been blessed. I forget okay. how many months she was, you know, born before him, but, she, but whatever occurred, you know, they had to rush her to the hospital. Well, next time, and you said this was Erica's niece or Maria's niece? Uh, Fannie Marie. Okay. Next time you talk to Fannie Marie, tell her to tell the mother um, to pay attention, very close attention, to Tia. Because I don't know what her mom is into, but if she pay close attention to Tia, they're both going to strengthen. They're going to both strengthen each other up. Okay, I just got to test. Tia's in the late. Tia's in the late teens. Okay. Tia's in the late teens. Yeah, I guess the mom's. I, I, maybe I got the baby and the mama mixed up. But anyway, no, Tia's the baby. I don't know. I'm getting confused with it. Okay, well the baby, if she pays, if she pays close attention to the baby and stay in prayer. They're going to strengthen each other. Okay. But because she's going to need that mother's love to see that baby through, and then the, out of that, the baby's light is going to shed on her to get her priorities and her vision and her walk correct. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's what that, that that that's what I'm feeling right now. Okay. Thank you for checking that out. Because like I said, I was feeling um, like late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah, just having to look at my text messages. Yeah, and usually around that time, because, you know, you get them for where they're getting that age, and um, they, think, they think they know everything. Mm-hmm. And then when they start coming up against the hardship, it really puts them at the foothold of the altar. So depending on who she's around, who she's listening to, it may sound good to her ears that it's not the thing that she, that she should be doing. And her, for right now, her major focus is focusing on the baby and to see what the baby has to show her to, to do these trials. No. Before we get off the call, would you pray for um, Ingrid just punched mother? Pray for who? Her name is Emma Pritchett. That's punched grandmother. Okay. <clears throat> she was hospitalized, I think, yesterday or something. Father God, I want to be a prayer. I can't go to the court. 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 I can't go to Father God, I thank you for this woman of God. She has stood firm. She has stood firm in you, Lord. She has trusted you. She has sought your presence many a time, many a year, Lord. Hold her hand right now, Father. Hold her hand, Father. Comfort her, Father. Comfort her. Comfort her, Father. Comfort her. I speak peace. I speak grace. I speak love. Comfort her, Father, in her time of need. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.